0: I was, uh, <laughs> I got so wrapped up, uh, Ruel and I were talking during the countdown, and I, I really got myself worked up, and I am like, oh wait, the music just stopped! Ah!
1: Is the show going? And, um, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> How are you? Hi friends. I need to remember, like, let, let's not start a big old conversation <laughs> offline before we go online. That's probably not the place to do it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you had no idea. <laughs> you were just suggesting a game, and I'm like, let me yeah. tell you about the problem with this game! Ah! And, uh, People don't normally get to hear me uh, trash in a game, but you did offline. Although it's no problem with the game; it's perfectly fine. I believe yeah. I, I I stated as much in my when I because uh, Kimberly covered it, it was uh, we were talking about Starship Captains and yeah. how it's a it's a Trek lover's dream, but it's yeah. a two player game. I have some notes which I did yeah. mention,
1: and yeah. anyway. And I was I was wondering about that because I'd only played it. I played the prototype at three players, and I thought it was fine. But um, you know, you had mentioned you know again this is offline, but we'll bring it online now. Um, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned perhaps all of the uh, laundry.
0: Ex- Put it all on the yeah. table.
1: <laughs> perhaps an expansion uh, would be. Ordered. Yeah, I think it would be easy to to add some. Oh gosh, add. you It'd know it's coming. Meat on its phones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right at home. Go to
0: prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for twenty percent off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: But, hello friends. Um Hi, I, my- I'm back home. I is this didn't we did we do a, a stream already from, from No, from- oh. this is it.
0: Um no, okay. we, we did.
1: The last time yeah. you were in that room still looking at a blank wall. Yeah, yeah. So I've got my shelves back. I, I've moved some things, uh, it's a little tighter shot now. But I am at home because, folks, I have got my Topo Chico, so I am very, very happy. Um, I've got my favorite flavor. Um, It's good to be home. Thank you all again for your support. I appreciate it. Um, As you can see, I've got some new games behind me, and Mm -hmm. one of them I'll be playing right after this stream ducks in tow with the expansion. Now I'm going to play the base game today. And then tomorrow I'm going to run it back and do the uh, expansion, the Buns and slugs expansion, wonderful pickup and delivery game. It's got art by Andrew Bosley mm. so designed by Stephanie Kwok. It's a really cool game. So please stick around for that after the R show, gorgeous really? components too. Those little ducks look adorable. So, so yeah, it, it is. Um, well, how do, how do the kids say, it? I'm not going to so don't say
0: the kids don't say adorbs. They just don't do it.
1: <laughs> kids say adorable. they do i can't speak for kids i don't really know if that's i can't i can't either but i mean come on the little ducks there's a bunch of different colored ducks uh duck meeples or i don't know if they call them duckles or whatever they're duck meeples folks Mm, yeah all right, so stick around for that afterwards, but we've got the r show, the pre-show right now. We're hanging yeah. out, and we'll be talking about some cool games as well here.
0: So, yeah, and we will not be doing our uh, top 10 games to buy at Target. Some people in the uh, warm-up said that they were getting notifications, talk 10 games at Target, and I don't know why that happened. That was something you streamed yeah. last week on your channel, and yet somehow That's... people were getting notices about it on this channel. That's, um, that
1: was so weird. Yeah, because I had it. Maybe I had put it into your channel first, but I remember I specifically remember logging out of the account to go into my account. So I don't know right. why it would go up. So. Well, and the reality uh, is,
0: I, um, Every time I go live, uh, Streamlabs asks me, what is the name of the show? And I physically, at that second, yeah. type in the name of the show, and that should yeah. be what everybody gets notified. So I have no idea why that happened. But folks, really weird. I have no idea what you should buy at Target. Um, <laughs> do they... Uh, oh, the, the Spirit Island spinoff, right? Uh, that's oh, yeah. One.
1: There we go. Yeah. But hey, if you want to find out, go to my channel, folks. Exactly. Uh, go well, to yeah, I uh, talk about Target games there. Yep. Yeah.
0: YouTube dot uh, Rogue slash If you're trying to do some last minute gift giving, head over to this man's YouTube channel. You did like a whole series of of, you know, of great gift buys and and yeah. And that tar. I have to admit, when I saw that Target uh, subject, I thought that's such a, that's a brilliant subject. I'm sure a lot of people are very, or at least a lot of Americans, I suppose, are very yeah, interested yeah, in that.
1: D- definitely very American uh, based uh, list. But yeah, folks, I d- I'm doing doing 12 uh, different lists, 10 games each list uh, throughout the, until we get to the holidays, I started back in October, and what it is, I'm doing 10 different games on every list, so no game repeats, so we've got 120 Mm, different games that I'm recommending, yeah, and honestly, it's been way harder than I thought, because (laughs) there's so many games that could go on multiple lists, like, uh, for instance, Cascadia, that could have been on my top, uh, my... Uh, It was like three different lists. It could have been tile lane, you know, favorite (laughs) games, blah, blah, blah. So I made sure to make, uh, put different games on each of those lists folks. So that's on my channel, but we are here on Rotto runs through. I'm so excited to be here, my friend. It's, First of all, I want to compliment your, uh, your shirt. What a oh, yes. great shirt you're wearing. Today. That's a
0: fine shirt. If anybody <laughs> would like to express their love for Tabletop tonight, uh, they can go to merch.rotto.com, where they can get a Rotto Runs Through shirt or a Royal Gaviola shirt as well. And 100% of the proceeds of sales of this shirt go right to that man right over there as well. Um, if you'd like to give back for the holidays and just represent. Um, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's see. What's going on? Uh, everything's going fine in the chat, right? I mean, no one has said they yeah. can't hear us or see us. I haven't heard a hey yeah. listen in my ear.
1: So Yeah, people were just talking about the Target uh, notification. But, you know, obviously we're not doing Target games today, folks. So, you know, thank you for hanging out with us. Um... Uh, there. Okay. Yeah. It does say. Hidden, it does say we're going to be talking about later when we record the show. Top ten hidden gems. Yes. And this is going to be a fun one. Oh,
0: um, I I cannot wait to see what you came up with. Apparently, I'm you really and curious.
1: I in our top yeah. fives had no overlaps at all. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if our top 10s were totally different. I have a feeling they were.
0: I think... I ha- I identified two that I think there's a high probability that are on okay. your extended list. But we yeah. will talk about that after the show, where we talk about exactly. our... Indi- so we'll have a top 20 hidden gems of 2022. And right. um, so that's going to be very, very cool. But before we do all that, um, we'd like to... Do a little bit of back and forth with the audience. Let me see if there have been any channel point requests have come in.
1: Um, yeah, I think we had a few outstanding ones, didn't we? We
0: have two. We have a top three, we have a this or that, we have a second top three, so we have two top threes um, requested, and a this or oh, cool. that. Um, and a royal Ranks just came in as well. So the, okay. the requests are coming in. I was worried, because when I got on this morning, there was just a top three that was requested last month. Uh, I thought maybe everybody oh. forgot how to spend their points, but nope, they've got points, they know what they want. So what do you want to okay. do? You want to hit a top... We have now two top threes, a royal Ranks, and a this or that. What do you want to do first?
1: Um, you know how much I love those this or that, so let's just jump right into it. It. Let's do it, okay, this or
0: that. Hey, folks, you know how this or that works. Um, start asking us stuff. Start, um, you know, making us compare things to other things. For instance, hey, Ruel, Batman or Superman?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, man, that's actually a tough one for me. I, I, I gotta go Batman. Um, but, gosh, I do like Superman... The story of Superman, when you look at it as a, in the, through the lens of being an immigrant, I think it's a very powerful story. Yes. Um, Batman, I mean, it's a billionaire with a bunch of tech toys, uh, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, you do have the tragedy of him losing, you know, he's an orphan. That that always spoke to me, just losing the fa- family, uh, his parents, because that was You're not family. an orphan? Isn't it no, I'm not I'm not an orphan, but you're that, a child that, of
0: immigrants! Superman yeah, should I'm a child speak of you. to you. So I
1: would you'd think I'd go with Superman, but Batman that hits me harder just because thinking about what if I lost my parents at that young age, how different my life would be. Um and come on. I, I just I, I I would go Batman. What about you? What Oh, you
0: it's a no b- no-brainer, totally Superman. Although honestly, then, yeah. my option yeah. would be
1: anything from Marvel over
0: either of them, please, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. But if I have okay, to pick I'm, one of them, I think yeah. Superman. I don't understand, why does DC, every time they reboot, they never just nerf Superman to, uh, I, I, I don't understand, why make him a literal god who, yeah. oh, how strong is he? As strong as we need him to be. I just never get yeah. that. um But Batman has always, even as a little kid, I kind of thought, well, this is just kind of stupid. um This is just <laughs> dumb. You have all this money, just... Put that money back into the community instead of beating the crap out of people and trying to scare anybody and just yeah. creating an atmosphere of fear in your city that just feeds a negative feedback loop. It just it's just always struck me as so dumb, um, yeah. and silly. And then the—the the way they mythologize Batman now to say, "Oh, other Justice Leaguers are afraid of Batman because he, you know his most powerful tool is his intellect and his money." And like. Yeah. Come on, um, yeah. yeah, it's I, 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 yeah, I. I mean, it's I, fine. And to be fair, I back in the '90s, I loved the uh, Paul Dini Batman um, animated series. I certainly loved that, but I wish it had been Sp- the Paul Dini Spider Man series instead. That would have been ten thousand yeah. times better. Yeah,
1: yeah, give me Spider Man over both those heroes. Yeah, that, that's the main problem I have with Superman. I mean, he he's basically a god. And like that doesn't that really doesn't do anything for me. It's like okay, yeah, he's stronger than all of us, and um, but yeah, and he just doesn't need to be.
0: There's just no reason. Right? They've rebooted yeah. themselves so many times, and they yep. just always go back to that, oh yeah, he's literally omnipotent. Except when we yeah. don't want him to be, in which case, oh, for some reason, hey, yeah, he got beat up by this character who... He sh- anyway, it's, re- it's yeah. weird. But anyway, by now I think that one topic yep. has given enough leeway for people to ask some questions too. There that it are is. They're perhaps yeah. a bit so less let's, geeky.
1: Yep. Uh, so let, let's uh, throw it out here. Uh, multi... Um, Casson Millers asks, a multi use um, dice or multi use cards?
0: Now, multi use dice is a relatively new thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, he maybe me mentioning that because I just put up my video yesterday for um, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. And yeah. it does a very, very cool thing where mm-hmm. you can kind of program the faces of dice. Uh, yeah, so then when you're yeah. drafting, um, so that's really neat. But strictly speaking, you have to bend over backwards to make multi-use dice work. Uh, yeah. Whereas multi-use sure. cards, I mean, I literally just, just an hour ago was filming Beer and Bread from Scott oh, Holmes. Okay. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. this is such an amazing multi-use card game. He does so many nice. cool things with that little two-player game. So I'd go with cards, I think.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say the same thing. Like I have more experience with multi-use cards whereas is multi-use dice. I literally just got the Wafers of um what is it? Wafers? of Wayfarers uh, uh, of the South Tigress. Some of the South Tigris. I literally just got that this weekend. It's it's, it's still sitting in the bot, the shipping box. So, it's I'm looking forward to playing that. Yeah, I heard it nothing but good things. So, yeah, for now, multi-use cards are the way to go. All right. Uh I I like this one. This is a a fun one. This is Star Wars Andor or Legends of Andor. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got, <laughs> thank you, Goblin. That is, a, that is a wonderful choice right there. Board games and Star Wars. Uh, speaking of, I, I need to say this. Uh, first of all, folks who uh, saw me at uh, PAX Unplugged, thank you for, uh, I, I had a lot of Rado Show uh, folks come up and just send some love to me and you know say oh, how cool. much we awesome. they appreciate the show. So thank you, friends, for coming up. And also, on the way to Philly and on the way back, I binged <clears throat> Andor. And you see, so you've I, seen the whole series? I've seen the whole series. Oh my goodness! It's Rogue One: The Miniseries. It, it was fantastic. Yes, um, that's, all, that's all I'll say. I, have you? Did you finish? I will. Oh. I
0: will um, second that call for an OMG! Wow, yeah. um, that first fifteen or twenty minutes—it just made me run for the hills. I'm, I'm so glad people kept insisting because by the end of the first episode, yeah. I was hooked, and by the end of the last episode, um, yeah, this is literally the best thing that has ever come out. It has the word Star Wars on it.
1: By far. Yeah, it's it's um I, I did the same thing the first twenty minutes of the first I fell asleep twice watching that first episode. Yeah. And, and I mean I it was just so it,
0: by the numbers, it was so okay, oh yeah. now, now this is gonna happen. Oh, oh now this yeah. is gonna happen. And oh come on, Jeez. Yeah. But boy, it did not stay in that realm. I mean it Thankfully. is so far above so and beyond. Good. Um yeah. so with the question in mind, I will say Star Wars Andor over Legends of Andor, and Legends of Andor same. is in my top one hundred games of all time.
1: Yeah, I, I really... I, I liked Legends of Andor. I, I loved Star Wars Andor. So, great one, uh, Goblin. Thank you for that. Um, to live in Dice in L.A., my friend. Uh, good to see you. It says, Dice Tower or Dice Tray? Ooh. Um, I um, use Dice Trays more often, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think so. Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't use either. But I, I play yeah. games with a very out-of-control dice roller. I don't know why Jen has the tendency to go woo like she's at the end of the craps table. I'm like, honey, you, all you have to do is just let it roll out of your hand. It's really easy. Like, nope. Nope, there they are. And the so, I mean, she needs to be contained. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we have a, a few dice towers as well. But at the end of the day, I think we always just come back to dice trays just because they're yeah. simple, just because they're easy. They You don't have to reach around. You don't have to... It's easier to scoop
1: the things out and all that. So I'd probably go with tray hey, as well same. Now, that being said, dice towers are way cooler, but I think functionality-wise, dice trays... Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, Just use those uh, more often. Oh, speaking uh...
0: of... Not speaking of at all, but hey, AA Risings, thank you for resubscribing. Um, And uh, uh, Cassandra, as well, thanks for using your prime to put... Uh, $2.50 in our community pockets taken right out of right. just Bezos's pocket that is very very kind of you and also yeah, I don't think I said good thank good. you on the last show goblin thank you for handing out um uh, you know gift subs as well uh, we're starting to refill to unlock another bonus. This month, folks, we have two bonus episodes. This is a bonus sponsored by you. Next week uh, is another RR. Again, sponsored by you. And then we'll have our normal end of the month's uh, RR. So it's gonna be an RR holiday bonanza. And hey, World thank you for subscribing now, too. It doesn't cost you a thing. And Worldbreaker, <laughs> your little avatar will appear down at the bottom of the screen very shortly. And you can get 20% off this t-shirt. Uh, just whisper me directly. I will give you the code that you can get 20% off anything at merch.com. Rado.com. jen also has a t-shirt for her gamer class um awesome. anyway no, continuing with the this or that yeah pecans or walnuts i guess pecans but i don't really like either
1: yeah i i like them both but uh, walnuts i would snack on pecans i really i specifically like them in uh, like a pecan pie i really like oh pecan sure pie.
0: well yeah a candied pecan sure but yeah. straight i mean pecans i could take or leave walnuts i actively dislike
1: Oh, you actively dislike. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay.
0: Although I do like uh, Walnut Grove, an excellent game from designer Tuco Tukalia. Better nice. than Eclipse. Gasp.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 folks. Those might be fighting words. Uh, yeah. How about Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse? <laughs>
0: that's a much better, because normally it's always Donald Duck versus Daffy Duck, and that's easy. But yeah. um, obviously Daffy.
1: But Daffy, he's yeah. way funnier. Um,
0: I think I'd go Donald.
1: I might, no, I don't know. Mickey Mouse, I guess? I can never understand what Donald's saying, that's why. Yeah, you know? you're not supposed to. So, yeah, and Mickey Mouse, he wears pants. Donald Duck never wears pants That's on, true.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> topless uh, versus oh. bottomless divide.
1: Those you're two right. need to combine uh, their
0: powers and get a full wardrobe.
1: Continuing with Superman, how about Superman or Shazam? Hmm. Let's see. That's I'm interesting. not a fan of either, to be honest with you.
0: Um. I mean, I like the idea of Shazam. But honestly, I'm just less interested yeah. in stories about kids. No offense to kids. Yeah. Kids are great. Right. But, you know, kids and their problems just don't engage me as much as adults and their problems. Even if those adults are literal gods. Um, yeah. But So I think I'd probably still go Superman over Shazam. I Although, would strictly speaking, I think Shazam is more fertile soil for more interesting storytelling.
1: Right. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Superman's the, the one for me. Um, what about tile stacks or tile bags? Oh,
0: uh, taking it from a stack versus a draw. Oh, draw bags.
1: Man, I hate stacking tiles. Same, yeah. Such a thing. Inevitably, you're going to knock them over. Yeah, and, inevitably. You know, so, yeah. Um, oh, cartoony... Plus, um, there's
0: some, I, I think there's something um, pleasing about the idea of reaching in, snaking around, and pulling things out of a bag. I, I you know, tact, uh, right. tact, uh, uh, tact. It's tactile. a tactile, pleasant yeah. cessation,
1: I think. Yeah. Uh, Ruckus asks, cartoony Adam West Batman or Dark Knight?
0: Okay, well if you're talking, well I mean, are you talking specifically about Frank Miller's Dark Knight or just the Dark Knight in general?
1: Yeah. Why don't we why don't we go with Frank Miller's cuz that's what I that, that's when I really Well, oh, yeah, Frank like, Miller pretty reinvented much
0: reinvented the Dark Knight. He um, reinvented
1: it. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm more of a Dark Knight guy. Um, but cartoony Adam West has his uh, place as well uh, yeah. for entertainment, you know.
0: <sighs> that's really tough um yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to look from my point of view what would i rather sit down and watch would i rather sit down and watch a silly uh thing or um well of course you have to read one versus the other although i mean dark knight has been in a couple different ways brought over yeah. into um you know animated films and whatnot mm-hmm. i think i would rather watch silly wham pow bam
1: you know sacco <laughs> uh, <All> right. sacco <laughs> what about oh a labyrinth or dark crystal Oh, that's a good one. Very. Some classic 80s. Wow, that's a tough there. one. I yeah. want to say
0: Dark Crystal. But Dark Crystal has some really wonderful things. and It has some really annoying things, too. I yeah. mean, they just spend way too much time with the Skeksis just yeah. going, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. And wow, this is really dragging out. I think... Oh. I think I'm surprising myself. I'd probably go with if I if you put them both on the table, I'd say let's watch Labyrinth. I think over Dark Crystal. Man, it's got musical you're numbers.
1: Close. Come on. Yeah, that, that that might push it over the edge. Yeah, with the, with the music because I'm oh man, I'm leaning towards Dark Crystal, but you're gonna sell me on the musical stuff. I, I I'll go with the Labyrinth as well. Yeah, if um, if Dark Crystal
0: like- was 100% just the little. Ah! dog, creature thing, then it would totally be Dark Crystal. Because that totally. one thing alone, that one <laughs> gif we've been looking at for the last 20 years, makes almost the entire movie worthwhile. Whatever
1: that little thing was called. Yeah, I don't know how to remember. Um, mm. North. Okay, here's a good one. Goblin, North Sea, West Kingdom, or South Tigris.
0: Well, no, that's not fair. So I'm going to uh, amend that to say your favorite from North Sea, your favorite from West Sea, and your favorite from Tigers. Yeah. Now, you haven't played Tigers yet, though.
1: Not yet. And I have a feeling I'm going to love that one. I, I just, I really, you know, with the dice and stuff. Favorites out of uh, Raiders of the North Sea. I, I yeah, so you can do the- whichever West Kingdom
0: versus yeah. North Sea. Which do you prefer? So,
1: so we had Explorers of the North Sea, Raiders. Uh, Raiders by And far, Shipwrights was and the shipwrights, other North yeah. Sea. Yeah, that one I didn't really care for. But I loved Raiders of the North Sea. West Kingdom, really close calls. So I really liked Architects and I really liked Paladins. Yeah. Um, what was the What was the third one? Uh, Viscounts. Viscounts. Yeah, that that one was good too. That's the That's Paladins. the Rondell
0: moving around um, Rondell. with your guy on a horse. Yeah. yeah.
1: Paladins made my brain hurt, like in a good way. Yep. It, it was a good one, but Architects, especially with one of the expansions, I think that's the smoothest playing one of the three. So I'm going to go with Raiders of the North Sea, Architects of the West Kingdom, and TBD for South right. Tigers.
0: Wow. I'm so you still you. put Raiders over
1: Architects? Um, well. Well, no, architects is part of the West Kingdom, right? Oh, okay. Are you taking your? You're saying- I'm saying
0: take your favorite from North Sea and compare it to your favorite from oh, man. West Kingdom, because he didn't they didn't ask for a specific yeah. game. So I'm just trying to say, well, okay, give each series its own champion Got it. and let those champions go up against each other. Oh boy, um, I'm gonna because so, obviously it's gonna be nod. North Sea versus one of the you know because yeah, no, no offense to explorers or whatever um, and shipwrights, but one Shipwright. was like a light family-friendly gateway game and the other one was like one of the most nasty cutthroat um, euros in years yeah. so yeah, yeah i mean north Sea was the one that actually you know won the spiel to after
1: all right right oh boy um i've played raiders the most but i think i enjoy architects a slightly better now that's the first one
0: right that's the one where you can arrest each other's and then you have yeah, to bail your workers out of prison yeah that was a really very clever game yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm going to go with... I'll, I'll go with uh, Architects of the West Kingdom. Well, what about you?
0: I um, have played all of the games and all this. No, I have not. I've not played um, Shipwrights. But I no, I just don't want to play it. So you for me, it's North Sea versus um, Wayfarers of Tigris versus... I'm going to say Viscounts. And I know that's not popular. Everybody really... I'm surprised you... I mean, it seems like most people rate paladins the highest of the West Kingdom. Yeah. But Viscounts yeah. is where it's at for me, especially because I played all three of them as co-op games. And I think Vicounts is the best co-op game when oh, you use the okay. co-op expansion that came out as well. Um, right. you know uh, you know yeah Viscounts just is the best game specifically with two players in mind. Paladins mm. needs a little bit of scaling and and you know and obviously you need to have more players with architects with the way right. workers kind of change hands and stuff like that. So for me it's Viscounts versus Raiders of North sea versus, um, uh, what do you call it, the uh, South Tigress uh, Wayfarers. And Wayfarers. honestly, Wayfarers could almost take it, except, and I'll be interested to hear what you think when you eventually play it, there's this one element of the game that introduces a little bit of take that that just doesn't need to exist. Oh, Well, okay. You can exert your... You have influence tokens. You can put them on the guilds, which means you can use them for powers later on. But a lot of times, instead of getting the power to, hey, I want to put my influence on the guild so I can use those powers. No, I can put an in influence on any card on the board. And this is a, a card drafting game, right? And what that mm-hmm. means is, whenever I get that power, I'm supposed to figure out what it is that you want the worst, what you want really bad, and then put mm-hmm. my influence on that. So that basically, I charge a tax on you. Whatever you want, you got to pay me a tax to do that thing you want to do now. Now. And honestly, mm. Jen and I kind of hated that. And just like, why is this here? And every time yeah. it happens, oh, great, let me, let's stop the game for a little bit and figure out. Uh, you know, and eventually we just got to the point where, honey, could you just tell me what the thing is you want to do most so I can, I, I, we don't have to wait three minutes while I figure out what is the most valuable thing to you so that I can just yeah. make you pay an extra coin to do it and it comes to me. And it's like, oh, why does this keep happening? There are so many other things. We would have rather, I mean, I talked about this in my final thoughts. So because of that one thing, which, man, I would love to see, can we have something else with the influence besides just screwing with each other? Uh, I'm going to give it to Viscounts.
1: Okay. Yeah. So in that case, speaking of that, like I always thought it was interesting how they did architects. So there's that little bit of take that where you put in your opponents in jail, right? To but me, that never... doesn't feel take that is yeah, very much. It is, doesn't feel that bad, right? But I mean, the reality what? is if
0: you don't arrest my workers, I'm going to have a really hard time pivoting and make them do something else. And I'm yeah. done gathering wood. Would somebody please arrest these people so that I can very easily and quickly bail them out of jail so I can make them do something else now?
1: Yeah. And that's what I always appreciate about that because, yes, it it, it was technically a take that because you're putting them in jail. But at the same time, yeah, it's it helps you. It doesn't harm you as much as uh, other take mechanisms. And, you know, Shem Phillips, I mean, uh, anytime that you mention Shem Phillips and worker placement, there's always, like, new ideas.
0: Oh, out. yeah, yeah. And, and that is you know, definitely I, true I for Tigers as well. It's Okay, So cool. If if just were that yeah. one thing, I would say it's yeah. maybe the best uh, S.J. McDonald-Shem Phillips collaboration yet. But it's just, awesome. hey... And I, a lot of people have posted on my line, well, hey, just don't do that. Because you, there's two uses for putting your influence on a card. I can either say, oh, what do you want, Real? Okay, well, now you're going to have to pay more to do it. Or gotcha. I can put it on a card I really want to disincentivize you from taking it, right? So it's kind yeah. of a defensive measure. There. And that's cool. Yeah. Except in a two-player game, there's no reason to do that. Because there's um, I think there's what, like 12 cards to choose from when you're drafting. Mm. And it's very yeah. unlikely somebody's going to get that one card you need really bad. At a higher okay. player count game, it makes sense. Oh, I just do this as defense to keep everybody away from the card I want. But in a two-player game, nope, if you're not using it to screw your opponent, you're you're basically wasting
1: potential. Ah, okay. Uh, so, uh, let's We went really long with... on that one. <laughs> All right, we did, huh? <laughs> um, let me see. That. Let me catch up here. We've got... Oh, here's something... A, a foodie one from our friend Amy okay. Rising's. Uh, candy cane or peppermint bark oh
0: I think I've only had peppermint bark in ice cream form because sometimes they put it in ice cream so I yeah, don't really know yeah. what it's like straight yeah um, so you'll have to hit that one I guess
1: yeah candy cane I mean I, I like them both they're both pepperminty um, give me the bark because it's uh, isn't it like chocolate peppermint? I don't really eat it as much either it's like choc- or white chocolate with peppermint uh, slivers I think that's what it is I, I don't know
0: but well, if, if that's what me. it is, I'll take that over candy canes. Because honestly, eh, I yeah. could take it, it. I mean, you know, I, I'm just going to say Bark anyway, because I was not a big fan of candy canes when I was a kid. Eh, Same. Any other candy yeah. you could give me? Is this really the best we have? This is kind of part of the barrel of
1: candy here. Yeah. Saint Nick. Uh, Goblin asks, Mary Jane Watson or Gwen Stacy? Ooh.
0: Uh, you hit the jackpot, Tiger. It's uh, always going to be Mary Jane for me.
1: M- MJ for life for me, too. Yeah, yeah. MJ.
0: Especially because... Is it okay to do spoilers about um, a comic book series that uh, you know was ten from ten years ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Statue of limitations. The
0: lowest moment here. of all of Spider-Man history. The um, well, one more day was a great series where okay, you know, Aunt May is dying. Peter is so desperate to save her, goes to far corners of of the Marvel universe, can't find anybody to save her, and like, oh, he's gonna have to finally let her go. That's great. Uh, he's continuing to grow his character. Nope. Then he goes and literally makes a deal with the devil. And what is the deal with the devil? Hey, completely wipe out my relationship with Mary Jane Watson so that I can go back to being a, a swinging single on the town and go on dates and no longer be a family man. And that moment, I stopped reading Spider Man when they did that. That just pissed me off so much. But there was one cool element of it. You know, when they make the deal and Mary Jane whispers in Mephisto's ear, I've got one caveat, and she says, and he says, oh, I love it. And, you d- and we don't know what it is. And it was much later we found out that it was, I don't want to forget. Mm. And um, so she oh. carried that around for years. And, you know, Peter completely blithely, un, uh, you know, you know, didn't know any of that. And so I thought that was a very cool moment for her. So yeah. I really like that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, MJ, all the way, folks. Yep. I think we've reached the uh, end. Okay. Of just, okay, good, good, uh, good. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we
0: have other stuff to do. Um, yeah. And I have to compose myself after crying over
1: a silly comic book. Jeez Louise, I am such a softie. Um, oh, oh, I've got one th- quick thing to, oh, yeah. to uh, mention here. Ruckus was uh, asking, he reminded me, thank you Ruckus, did you already share the Odyssey of a Specific Game yet? Um, he's asking me. What's that? Uh, I've got to let you know. So Ruckus kindly uh, picked up a copy of... Um, uh, Shot and Totten, the Polish edition Ooh. for me, because... Oh, is we, that one, the one that of the ones that has really awesome art? Yeah. And the art okay. is way more awesome than I thought. And so he picked it up in Essen, and oh, wow. it was going to take this journey of, uh, you know, I was going to have a friend pick it up there, but, of course, all my U.S. friends, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're packed to the gills, and so we had to find alternate an alternate way uh, to get it back, and basically it went through, like, four different hands and finally reached me. Um, so... Thank you, Ruckus, for uh, helping make that trek happen. It was—I have the game. I've opened it. The art is wonderful. I can't—I haven't actually played it yet, but I love Shot and Totten. So, thank you, Ruckus, for that. Um, so you know the show. I mean, the community here is awesome. Yes. I mean, y'all got me this game that I've—it's you know I've wanted. I had no idea how I would get it, and they just went and got it for me. So, thank you uh, for that, friends. I really appreciate that.
0: Huge shout out for Ruckus and everybody else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So that was one thing. Let's go back to the list. Okay. So I think there was... Oh, where'd the list go? Oh, it's minimized. There we go. Uh, top threes or or Royal Ranks? What do you want to do? Uh,
1: let's do top threes.
0: All righty. Uh, then we need some top three topics from the audience. Folks, what do you want us to come up with the definitive list of that will go down and stand the test of times? You can chisel it in stone um, because no one would ever dare uh, assail our final determination of top three Xs. <laughs> so I will uh, start up a poll and the audience will tell things through well and he will say, put this on the poll.
1: Yep. Top okay. Three. So let's see. Um, oh. Right off the bat, Delta Von Tussie, Uh Delta Von Tussle. Yeah, Von Tussle uh, says uh, the top three Beatles songwriters' Ooh. solo work include. Okay, that's all right. Interesting. All right. Okay, I'm down. Uh, Ag Fox. Uh, this would be a no brainer for me, but the top three Christmas movies. Very.
0: Oh uh, my god, I have something to say about that.
1: <laughs> I kind of hope that one wins. You already know what wins on mine. Um, let's see. Oh. Goblin. Uh, we can continue the Spider Man top three Spider Man villains or love interests. Okay. Is that two different ones? Yeah. So all right, so, okay, Spider Man villains.
0: <laughs> Spider Man love. Well, interests. we we'll villains. Hey, uh, Board Game Geek TV! Thank you for the raid. How's it Hello. going? We're about to launch. You're just in time. Uh, we're going to do a vote for a top, a flash top three. We're about to do. The topics so far are Beatles songwriters, Christmas movies, Spider Man villains, Spider Man love interests, which I can't type, and we need one more topic.
1: Oh, this is interesting. Linnaeus says uh, top three months of the year. I have I have All thoughts right. on that. Yeah, I like that one. Okay.
0: okay. Folks, you have right. 2 minutes to cast your vote for which of those you like the most. Um right. So, uh yeah, that is an interesting. And and for this is the first time in a long time we will not do a game related one. Normally, whatever game related oh, yeah. one is on there always wins. You know, yeah. every single time. So now you have to pick. We will do, and in fact, actually, we do have two top three. So we could do the number one and the number two choice here. Um, okay. You know, as yeah, part okay, of the pre-roll, okay. and then we'll have time for Royal ranks, and then we'll battle royale, and then we'll do our top ten. What was it? Hidden gems. Hi- hidden gems. Thank you. I literally yeah. could not think of it.
1: <laughs> okay, so it looks like All right, uh, I'm Christmas putting in my vote. And Songwriters are on the early lead here. Yeah. Very Cool. I'm voting for Christmas movies because
0: I literally just this week watched the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I will brook no debate on this. Whoa. Uh, it was one I had never seen before in my life and it's freaking amazing.
1: Wait, is it a new movie or I'm not going to say
0: movie? people will have okay. to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, yo, know, uh, make it a bit attractive <laughs> right. for people to vote for that. So all I can right. talk about how much I love this movie.
1: Well, now I've got to go and I'm going to cast my vote as well for Christmas movies. So, and, uh, folks, don't forget, you can spend your channel points to influence the vote. Or bits, uh, for that matter. Or bits. And I have, okay, I've cast my vote. Um, the Beatles songwriters was interesting, um, because right off the top of, the, of my head, you know, you think Lennon McCartney, but then if you really... You also have to give it to George the, Harrison. Yeah, I mean, his, well, we, we could talk about it if they discuss, uh, if they do it. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, um, Yeah, yeah.
0: Because and it looks like Chris movies is the clear runaway winner. As it should yeah. be, because I, can't, I cannot say how incredibly excited I am about this movie.
1: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind... The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: And Jen is too. I mean, if if I told Jen what I was talking about, she'd probably want to come in and not get on camera, but she'd want to come in and talk about it also.
1: Okay, we need to, yeah, close the polls. We need to to do this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, Have we decided? Yes.
0: Christmas movies destroys um, Beatles songwriters. Now, actually, Oh. I should have just said, I, don't, I, I shouldn't have said three Beatles songwriters. I should have just said songwriters um, because oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of yellow submarine love out there, but um, it was probably going to be between the, the big three, which was your yeah. favorite, which is a I really think- good one. I um, mean, you know, I think a lot of people make a very strong argument for George over Paul yeah. um, or John, but it doesn't matter because yeah. Christmas movies. Hey folks, um, back to us. Uh, by far, as far as I'm concerned, this is my, I mean, we, after we were done watching this as we wiped away our tears of joy and sorrow, because man, this pulled on all our heartstrings. We said, okay, this is definitely going to be our number one movie every year from now on that we watch. And it is, it's a brand new movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It's called Spirited. It's on Apple Plus and it is freaking amazing. Awesome. Have you seen it?
1: No, it is it literally just the other when I got back from Philly, from PAXU, I put it on my oh, must-watch list because I've heard nothing but good things about it. Can you tell us a little bit more? With I don't spoilers? want... Okay, I mean, first of all, please,
0: folks, do not... I'm not going to do any major spoilers, but there are some very cool twists that you do okay. not want to know. I've seen people you know, post memes and whatnot that give away. There's like a thing that happens midway through the story that's like just hits you like a ton of bricks and people are just like, oh, let's just show a picture of that. Like, don't! But anyway, at its heart, what you very quickly find out within the first five minutes is this is another, um, you know, Christmas... uh, What's the Dickens... A Christmas Carol... Christmas Carol, right? Carol. That's the name of the original yep. Christmas Carol. It, it's yes. another te- it's another take on that, you know, like Scrooged and all. So many that have been done over the years, but it invested it, it. It proposes the idea that this is actually kind of an afterlife industry. That there is, um, a, you know, a, a, a literal. Afterlife department, whose job it is to um, Scrooge people every year, they are going to pick somebody who needs to have a change of heart, and they're going to be visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, and future. We're introduced to all these characters. We uh, you know get a lot of you know day in the life office type stuff and okay. all of that, but um, they they, uh, they they pick a new target that's going to be Ryan Reynolds, and the question really is, what if Ryan Reynolds um, can outsmart the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future? <laughs> and okay. make a strong counter argument. Okay, and that's okay. the crux of the movie. And I will okay. not say anything more other than to say it is a freaking fantastic musical um, right? with tons of musical numbers and dance sequences. If I recall correctly, I think all the original music is written by the guys who did the um, the the musical that was set in Los Angeles, not L.A. Confidential, but a Los Angeles story or uh, yo, um, L.A. story. Uh, is it L.A. story? Wait,
1: a musical or
0: movie? A musical, a feature film that was set in Los Angeles. I can't think oh, of the name of it now. La La Land. La Land. Thank you. Yeah, I believe La La the uh, the the song creators from La La Land wrote all this stuff. I could be wrong okay. about that, but I saw that someplace. It's all fantastic. There's a bunch of really great toe tappers. Uh, it's great. I mean, you, you expect to see this kind of stuff from Will Ferrell from all his years on Saturday Night Live. You know, as the the cheerleader and stuff doing dance numbers. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're both fantastic. The story is great. It's incredibly moving at times, for reasons I won't say, and it's laugh-out-loud hilarious. It's just perfect. It is by far, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest Christmas movie of all time.
1: Okay. Well, we're, I'm going to, you know, that's our number one folks. I mean, the, you've sold me on the I, I, you know, Michelle and I may have to just watch it tonight. I, it, I put it on my list. I saw it is the worth the, it's views. on
0: Apple plus. It is worth subscribing yeah. for a month. I mean, if, if you let your subscription lapse, because Ted Lasso is over, just sign up for a month. <laughs> Although actually, wait a minute. I could have sworn. I believe I saw that there is a discount like um, three bucks or for three months subscription on Apple plus right now. I could have sworn I saw oh, oh. that someplace. Some ridiculous, hey, we're doing a Christmas giveaway. So it is worth signing up just for this. But honestly, yeah. Apple Plus has some of the best streaming shows there are, period. Yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, I haven't, I, you know, Lauren um, swears by Ted Lasso. I have not seen that or Spirited gets Yeah, I know. Mind blown, right? I need to watch this stuff. So with the holiday break coming up, I, I will be doing Ted Lasso is a binge. great holiday binge. Yeah, nice. I can't wait. So, okay, there's our number one. That's number um, one. What I, is
0: number two and three?
1: Well, of course, you know everyone knows Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie, in my humble opinion. Yes. Um, do you, you want? Know, do much... want to?
0: I mean, I'm fine it, with that. I mean, I know it, it's it's it obviously get getting on of technicality.
1: Yeah, come on. You be blank be blank. I mean, that's the, that's the holiday. That has nothing right there, to do with cool. Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you I should want... have said, now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 if you wanted oh, there, to bring yeah. up its uh, Christmas few days. Yeah, ho, 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 yeah. I mean, come on, Alan Rickman at his peak. I mean, that's a prime performance. That put him on the map in Hollywood, was that this role. He is so good. All right, He's folks, are, are, are good we going to let
0: him have this? I mean, are we, are we going to say on, officially, folks. once and for all, Die Hard is this. a Christmas movie? It is all about, you know, you know, tis the season, you know, feel the love <laughs> and all of that? Come on. But give it to me. I mean, we're, you know, Oh my gosh. Some... Goblin just pointed out something that never occurred to me in a million billion years. Oh, what's that?
1: Um, her name is Holly. Oh. Yeah. See, there it is. That her can't be a Holly. mistake, right? It's perfect. Yeah. John All right. Played... Number two, Die Hard. Yeah, Holly. Thank you. <laughs> Now, in our number three, I mean, do we go with the, you know, standard? We have the Christmas story or Christmas story. We have Elf. I, I love Elf personally. Um, well, we
0: already just put a uh, Will Ferrell in the number one spot.
1: Yeah. I figured with that one, we don't need another Will Ferrell. Um, a Christmas story, I mean, it's it's a classic for a reason. You know, um, I've I burned out on it. You know, it's because we, we have to, it's always on repeat throughout the holidays for so many, so many times. It's Scrooge. I, I liked, I didn't love. Um, yeah. An spirit spirited destroy Scrooge. yeah, yeah, okay. So it. oh, with.
0: let's do a subversive Christmas Carol type thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I can't wait to watch that. Um, I don't know what 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 else what else Christmas movies are out there. We have uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, you know, it's yet another classic. <laughs> um, Goblin is saying the Star Wars Christmas special, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Well, of course, <laughs> and then
0: there's also the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That just came Oh, out. I
1: haven't seen that one yet. It's, how was
0: it? It's very good. It's very good. It's very James okay. Gunn. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I didn't like it enough to put it on the list, definitely. But it is it is very yeah. good. Now, here's one that well, is just for me and Jen. I don't think anybody else will agree. Arthur Christmas.
1: Arthur? I know the name. Who was in that? Who's, is oh, jeez. I
0: want to say, like, James McAvoy. Or oh, James Agnew. Um. Okay, oh, and, no. maybe, and Hugh Laurie, maybe, if I recall correctly. But it is okay. a story about, um. you know, Santa Claus is going to retire. One of his two sons is going to take over the job. Um, and uh, Arthur Christmas is his, his bumbling, lovable son who really gets the, uh, I mean, well, actually, both of his sons get the feel and the spirit. But one represents, you know, classic Christmas. One represents kind of modern corporate Christmas. And it's really good. Uh, okay. Because it, it addresses, okay, there, there's no time stopping. How do we? what is the mechanism by which we literally deliver to whatever it is, 3 billion children in one night. And so they go really into the technology that is required to do that. And, and it's a, it's a nice, charming story with a really great, um, you know, big race to the end final act. Oh, both and I really like it, but spirit is now replaced it. That used to be our go-to. Hey, every year we watch Arthur Christmas, but now it's going to be spirited.
1: Nice. Um, the other one, oh, Michelle and I were just watching again. Our, our second time watching it together was Love Actually. That's Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've Christmas already gotten movie.
1: one. Not really a Christmas story. <laughs> hey, let's
0: put Lethal Weapon on while we're at it too. And the <laughs> yeah, entire all works of, of Shane Black, everything he's ever done. Let's just do that too. <laughs> um, but okay, we haven't done I any of it. the classics, you know, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, yeah. all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I. I... I don't know what to pick. I I I like the choice of Spirited. I was definitely gonna die on my hill with Die Hard. Um, then but
0: then you you got it.
1: Yeah. So we've got Spirited, Die Hard. What's our third one? Do we go with? Well, I mean, the obvious one is just a
0: Christmas Story, and just leave it at that. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that's a that 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 is a classic, a modern classic for a very good reason. Have you watched the new sequel that just came out this year?
1: I, I don't know not, that I can bring uh,
0: myself to do it.
1: Same here. It just seems, It just seemed weird to me, honestly. I was like, ah. Uh, but may, I'll, I'm sure we'll give it a shot. Um, we had just resubscribed to, uh, was it not Paramount Plus, the one that has the Hallmark channel. We figured, hey, it's Christmas time. The holidays, let's we'll throw on some Hallmark channel and whatever the subscription service we, oh, Peacock. We resubscribed okay, yeah, yeah, Peacock for that. Yeah. So, We started watching something, and after a few minutes, I was like, yep, I'm just going to watch old SNL reruns at this point. (laughs) Just stop my jam. But anyways, I think that's a good list. Uh, So so we had Spirited, Die Hard, and uh, A Christmas Story.
0: Yeah. Another another, uh, honorable mention. I believe it was streamed last year on Netflix. Klaus. K-L-A-U-S. Oh, okay. Uh, Which I I think would have to win for most drop-dead gorgeous animated Christmas film of all time. Uh, it is okay. stunning. The technology they had to develop entirely new technology to make this uh, movie possible. I don't think it really got a lot of attention, but it is stunning to look at and another really good um, take on it's 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 a it's an alternate origin of Christmas. Well, how how did Father Christmas come to be? Kind of a thing, you know. Said in the old days, okay. and, and it's very very good too.
1: Klaus K L uh, A U S. Okay, and so I, so I remember hearing about that, but I didn't know it was an animated thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now. I'm, you know, speaking of anime things, I just this has nothing to do with Christmas, of course, but I just saw there's a trailer for the new Avatar uh, by James Cameron. I did you not know that was Avatar, coming? No, I mean that was that movie's like 20 years old, the original one, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Don't tell me this snuck I, up on you. It, it honestly it did. Like I remember him talking about <laughs> it was a trilogy. Yes. But i I I just thought it just sort of like fizzled out because it's been like 20. years. Actually, as I understand
0: it, he had uh, he has seven films in mind, and he's only written the first seven? three. Um, here's the thing, as I understand it, I, I, I saw an interview with him at some point. You know, he he, yeah. you know he, he he was happy with what he did with it. It was fine. But after it came out, he got approached by so many um indigenous Tribe communities, mostly Native American, because of course there's. I mean, it is a story of colonization and you know Indigenous right. people fighting back and you know uh, you know exerting their autonomy and making them heroes. You know in, through a sci-fi lens, that's what the story is. And yeah. so many um, tribes approached him and said, "This tells our story in a mass market appealing way. We thank you for that so much." That in the back of his mind, he's always like, "Well, I have to go back. I have to because I have more to say about that, and I have more to celebrate. Um, you know, uh, you know the the the, the joys and trying." of uh, of indigenous peoples. So uh, he had, at one point, said, I'm done directing movies. I'm just going to keep on diving to the bottom of the ocean, whatever else it is I do. But um, yeah. it's because of that that it has been, on first and foremost, on his mind. And the story he wanted to tell, he literally couldn't do until now. Because... It was called Way of the Water, and a sizable portion of it takes place underwater. It's underwater motion capture and stuff like that. And the technology okay. was not ready for it. So he had to build, com- in the same way as with Avatar, he had to build completely new technology. Yeah. He had to do it. It took years to do. It would have been out several years ago, but COVID basically scuppered the whole thing. Um, uh, so that made okay. it wait an extra three years. But um, So he's got this big, epic story that he wants to continue telling these, uh, basically to give voice to marginalized voices. And I think that's amazing. And I don't think anybody knows that. He just kind of mentioned yeah. it, um, in passing, I, in an interview he did, that that's his see, motivation.
1: I, yeah, I had no idea. I need to watch this interview because uh, you know I'm now I'm interested. Like at first I was like, well, Avatar was like 20 years ago, it was, it was really neat, but I didn't know that he was you know wanted to tell stories of marginalized people. Yeah, and also I, I had a feeling with the technology thing. He's always been like a big tech guy, so you know waiting until that's ready to go. And you know I just assumed he's always just diving under the bottom of the ocean to do uh, Titanic two, <laughs> <laughs> Titanic <laughs> the return. The Return of Leo. Um, yep. But, okay, cool. Well, now I'm I'm sort of, yeah, it totally, it's weird. It, this huge movie just totally snuck up on me. I had no idea it was going be, gonna to be coming out.
0: Watch well, it. So. I didn't care about it, but I am genuinely more interested in it now because I saw that particular interview with him. It was yeah. just some random interview that I think went up in the last month somewhere on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, he cursed quite a bit in it as well. So it was it was a really kind of, now nah, I'm curious, yeah. what was that?
1: Yeah, he's, a, he, he's, he's definitely a salty. Oh, he's a salty sailor, yes. Time. Yeah, definitely a salty sailor. Um, yeah. Cool. But anyway, um, 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 just checking out. So that was our top uh, three uh, with a
0: couple of honorable mentions and some other weird uh, non-sequiturs too. Let's see, you yeah. want to do a Royal Ranks and then we can go on
1: to the show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's rank something.
0: All right, then. Uh, we need to go to uh, gaviolalibrary.rotto.com. And here it comes. Do-do-do. And where are we? I need to go to the R&r browser. and let's just go to page three.
1: Okay, page three. I'm going to pull up on mine as well.
0: Oh, wait, oh, I don't have them sorted by user ranking. so all right oh. sort by user rankings, then go to page three. And why... Wa- come on, board game geek. you can do it. You can do it, board game geek. Can you? Did I put trade three? I think I did. Try it again. page three. Page three, three go hit the go button to page three well um all right i will try to manually oh i am on page three okay i'm on page three fine 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 all righty um i'm seeing crokinole i'm seeing uh twilight imperium fourth edition i'm seeing oh wait, Oh no shoot i'm, I'm right. okay i'm at need to sort again because they are all... okay, okay, yeah, okay. now we're at the bottom storm. of page three okay. i'm seeing longboard uh, gift of tulips
1: yeah. keystone
0: Tidal yeah. blades battle festival what do you like
1: oh hey well, we I've played it here on on the channel super skill pinball holiday special hey well that's
0: certainly be appropriate considering what we just did yep all right hold on hold uh, oh, on there's another one uh new poll Ru or Rells or Rankin all right so you want to talk about uh uh super skill pinball holiday or uh, yeah. Yeah, holiday special. all right pinball uh, Holiday special. You have to keep them very short. All righty. Right.
1: What else? Right above that, I saw um, Smitten. That's the uh, Meyer game. All
0: right. Stonemeyer, some
1: Smitten. All righty. Yep. What else? Um, what else is on the channel? We have done... Uh, oh, Evergreen. I, I did that yeah, one. Yeah, you
0: love Evergreen. Oh, my gosh. I you had, had no idea how much you loved it.
1: Yeah, that's that really uh, one me
0: of the when you start talking about. I mean, like it's a top ten of the year candidate for you or something like that. Absolutely, like,
1: yeah, absolutely. Spoiler very alert, very in case welcome. people pick that. Yeah. Um, now, Planet Flipper, I'm I'm going to pass on because all that right. is a design of my friend Daryl Durston. Um, ah, friend, okay. That's his first uh, solo game. Yep. yep. Uh oh, Happy City. That was a cute little game. We'll Hap, throw that there. Ha, Happy City. It's a happy, happy, happy city. <laughs> Are you doing the Happy, happy Dog song? Yes, though? I am. Oh, Michelle and I always sing that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's uh, change it up. How about Dice Flick? All right. That is a dice flicking game. Very different.
0: All right, that's five. Boom. They're voting. Five?
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, folks.
0: Rel is going to do a little mini review and rank one of those, and it's your choice. Uh, whichever one you want to hear about the most. Happy, and happy, happy, happy city. Dog. It's a happy, happy, happy. Do you know what the... I mean, there are actual words for the... But I don't know what they is are. They really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There oh. are. The, you, you can. There are lyrics. That.
1: You can look up the lyrics for it. Okay. Now I'm doing it live right now, folks. Happy dog lyrics. Like who sings that song? You, it was just some guy
0: act- on TikTok or Instagram or something like that.
1: Okay. Oh, just like a yeah, okay. song by DJ Moody. DJ Moody. Okay, DJ Moody.
0: And yeah. it's I always drive you nuts. It starts out happy guy. He doesn't switch to happy dog till halfway yeah, through. Until like
1: halfway, yeah. So Actually,
0: happy, no, according happy, to these yeah. lyrics, it's happy guy all the way through. No, this is Oh happy just a look at a happy. Oh, with a happy <laughs> So it's oh just a look at the
1: is what I hear. But it's oh
0: just a look at a
1: happy happy dog folks uh folks i apologize uh, folks (laughs) no feel free to clip that we need that clipped and we can share that on the interwebs uh (laughs) us singing happy dog by dj moody okay how's the vote coming along we've got a happy dog or happy city in the lead oh i Uh, gotta i got a
0: little bit of time can i uh let's see oh nobody wants pinball holiday special
1: uh, they're they're tired of the holiday talk. We we just got done talking about movies. Well, I don't think I just knows voted the for Dice, Dice Flick because
0: I don't know anything thing. about it, and it's the one I'm yeah. genuinely curious about. But it's also going to yeah. lose.
1: Yeah. So Smitten, Evergreen, or Happy City? I'm going to be singing that song the entire day. Now, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, it's,
0: it's great. It's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> when, when our dogs start doing really silly wags, we say, yeah. "Who's <laughs> a happy happy dog?" <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I actually. Yeah.
1: I, I actually created a TikTok. I have a few TikToks that I've made. Oh, really? One of them is yeah, with uh, Mookie taking a walk, and I, I put the and you put that on there. After, I put that on there. Yeah. Did it get ten thousand million views? Unfortunately, it didn't. But uh, you know, it's hard to break I, through. I, it really is. Okay. Well, how's our vote coming along? All right. Here? Well, yeah. uh,
0: Smitten is the wiener. So, oh, okay, uh, cool. Ruel. Tell us all about the one to two player game designed by Jamie Stagmeyer with art from Vincent Dutre, known yeah. as Smitten, where players work together to complete two matching panoramas.
1: And Smitten is really a neat little game. It's basically remember those sliding puzzles we had as a kids? Yes, and you I hate them. Slide them around. You hate them, but oh, this I hate is them so much. a much a much better version of that. Okay, um, because. It is a cooperative game, you Ooh. and one of the players, or you can do a solo, Okay, uh, but it is a cooperative game. You're trying to do two panoramas. They're the exact same thing, uh, basically a uh, three by three grid for both of them, so 18 cards total. You're gonna shuffle them up, and then you're gonna uh, play them into your tableau, and each one has a specific uh, rule that triggers that you're gonna try to resolve. And uh, some of them have uh, to do with like moving cards in specific places. Others have, hey, you can draw an extra card or whatever. And ultimately you're trying to do uh both set both of them, the three by three tableaus, complete them and you win the game. But if there's ever a point where you cannot follow the directions on one of those cards, then the game is over and it's it's really quick. And you see the art here, beautiful art by Vincent Dutre. They are all like Easter eggs to Stonemaier. Is um, that that's uh, not games.
0: I I look at this one in the middle and it looks like Usagi Ojimbo, which that I'm sure it, it's yeah. not.
1: That's what I thought, too. It's My Little Pony. Um, oh, is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, I totally thought the same thing. That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, as you can see there, your partner must place a card in either grid that completes a row or column, blah, blah, blah. And it always has to be orthogonally adjacent, cannot be a diagonal, unless I think there might be a card that allows you to do a diagonal. So it's a wonderful little solo game. It's a great co-op game. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a surprise, too. I didn't I didn't even know I was getting this game until I had placed an order, and it was a freebie at... Um, I think on the last uh, Stonemire release that they did, they said, hey, if you order this, you're going to get this free $10 game. So I understand it
0: as a solo game. Oh, they're jumbled up. I got to get them back into the original picture. They all have special powers that let me move stuff around. What's the co-op game? How does that work?
1: So um, in both games, you're trying to do two grids, right? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You did say that, that I've got my grid and you've got your grid. Right, okay. Exactly. And then there are times when you can say, hey, I can move something in your grid. You can move something in my grid. So it's really clever. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, I think it's a really clever puzzle. Um, probably takes like, I played games as quick, I mean, I've lost right away in like two minutes. But then <laughs> the longest game will only take you like 15 minutes. Super easy to learn. I think it's a wonderful filler. Almost like, I would say it's almost like love letter meets one of those like puzzles from back in the day. A sliding puzzle meets love letter. You play one card, you resolve it, you draw another one, etc., cetera, et cetera. Overall, I think it's a wonderful little game. Um, my ranking, folks, I'm going to give it. Now it says 6.6 on BoardGameGeek. I think that's a little low. It's <laughs> better than that. Uh, I'm going to say a 7.13. 7.13 7. is my. 7.13. So
0: you mean it's not like you love it with the passion of a thousand dying sons, but
1: yeah, it's, it's nice. It's yeah, it's no viticulture. Come on, let's let's be honest. But at the same time, it's a wonderful little filler, and it's a solo game and a, a cooperative two player game. Not bad at all, folks. So that is smitten 7.13 in my rankings
0: for $10 USD. Order because yep. I assume you can't buy any place except for direct from them, right? This little correct 10. Correct. Is it was it so? Is it 18 cards nine plus 9? Uh, 18 cards? Okay. Yeah, nine cool.
1: plus nine. That's it. All righty.
0: Well, there you go, folks. That was from a row ranking. I have not played it, so I cannot comment. Um, yeah. like I said, I hate slider puzzles, but that does sound a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, um, a, it's, it's a nice little uh, twist on the puzzle-taking genre, or puzzle-sliding cool. uh, genre. All
0: right, okay. then. Well, you, um, then we have come to uh, kick ass and chew bubblegum, and we're all out of bubblegum, so I think it's time for a Battle Royale, because uh, we're about to get ready for the show. Battle I Royale. I
1: love they Live. I think that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is that anything to do with Christmas? Is there any Chris- could we uh, the it Christmas?
0: there should be. It clearly should be. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs>
1: Yes. Rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Classic classic.
0: This battle is for you, Roddy. Yes. All right, Ruel is going to backstab me right out of the gate. I can see him. Oh, but he turns and runs. He's just afraid. You can't handle the rotto. And he throws down with Andrew Scott. And then the two rush off. And now Ruel throws down with Goblin. Do not mess with Goblin, Super Snake. Ruel, you've got to keep moving. Ruel is just like a ninja. He's just taking single shots and then moving on. But oh, nope, nope. Now he threw down and got surrounded by uh, Zakoon Games. And then AA Risings finished Ruel. Ruel's Reign of Terror is at an end. Meanwhile, um, Duck of Death is trying to destroy World Breaker 7. World Breaker 7 says, You cannot have my cookie! I will keep running! And Duck says, says oh, boom, backstab, um, but then runs away. Backstabs fell. Um, okay, but Duck of Death is after World Breaker. Duck of Death, you should turn around and run, because World is done running and puts him down. And so finally, World versus AA Risings, and who gets the health back? Nobody has the health They both run away from the health back. They won a battle of honor. They will not use any um, uh, enhancements, and AA Risings is the winner with a very, very smashing hairdo. Congratulations. Double A. Perhaps you can upgrade to AAA Risings after this.
1: <laughs> oh boy wow well done AA
0: okay and I'm sorry robust Porter thank you for subscribing you just missed the battle you could have been the winner um <laughs> your little uh avatar will also show up shortly okay phew all right um I, th- I see i I think we still have like one more request I think it was another um Another, we have another, a, a top, a ranks and a top three, but I think we're going to have to stop right there because we've yeah. been doing this for an hour and we actually need to do the show we came here to do.
1: Yes. Oh. And, uh, so, um, yep. do you want to, uh, we're you doing, um, let me see. So after this folks, don't forget stick around. I'll be playing, uh, Ducks yes. and Toe yes, uh, yes. on my channel. Uh, we're going to raid into my channel. So I will take off a few minutes early just to set things up. What's the name of the game again? And- uh,
0: ducks in tow. Ducks in tow. Let's give yeah. folks a bit of a sneak preview of what that is all about. Yeah. Um, come back over here uh, again. Gorgeous art from Andrew Bosley, but I think uh, it's really those sweet, sweet ducks. Yeah. That, um, come on, board game geek. There you go. Look at them, because you're yeah. basically you're, you're traveling around like a park, right? And, yep. you're, and you you have your meeple, but then you also have this tray, and you pick up the ducks, and the ducks follow you in a cute little row.
1: Right, so cute, yeah. It's it's adorable, and funny thing is, so it's got this really, it's super cute, but boy, it's thinkier than you expect. I'll let you know that right now. It's it's puzzly, and you need to figure out how to get those ducks uh, to follow you to the right spots uh, in the park. Oh, so I it's see. A lot of fun, okay. and there is an expansion that I will be playing tomorrow as well. I'll be live streaming tomorrow because it takes things to the next level, it adds a bunch of stuff. I think it's wonderful. Awesome. So uh, stick around for that, folks. Right.
0: So yes, folks, we're going to do about an hour of you know, with some Q and A afterwards, and then Roel's going to leave early. He's going to set up, and then we're going to raid him, and you're going to get to see the cutest little ducks in tow ever. Yes. But um, wait, we do not. We're not doing a contest this week because this is a bonus episode unlocked by right. you, folks. So unless you, the sponsors, want to give something away to yourselves, we have no contest to run this week. Um, <laughs> And there's still time to enter for the last con, the one we're still running, that was, uh, if you go back and watch our top 10 games we're thankful for, you can still enter that one to win the uh, the Crafting Kingdom game bag, or, as always, the Alexa lights off. Oh, whoops! Shoot! Oh. I need to. Oh, wait, no, no, I know what that is. It's my green screen. My green. You can see there's a slight shade of green. How do I turn yeah. off my green screen on this? There we go. See, there it is. Ah. Oh, yep. Wow. The uh, the the cool LED. Um, oh, I I, I yeah. love this thing. It's so much yeah. fun. I just leave this on all the time now. It's like Christmas in here. <laughs> anyway, Alexa, lights on. There we go. Um, okay. so, uh, yeah, go back and watch our top 10 games we're thankful for, for, to find out how to enter to win one of these in six different colors, eight different sizes with the LED strips, or what I think might be the best board game bag that has come out so far
1: on the market. Yeah, so check that out, folks, and by the way, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen that episode, I mean, that, that was... I was really surprised. That was like one of the most emotional things I've ever done on, yes. on camera. So that yep. was it was really it was a real treat. So be sure to check that out and see if you can win yourself uh, one of those uh, yeah. great prizes. I'm very proud of that one, but for now we're about to do a new
0: one that I'm also very excited about. And yeah. uh, you have your list ready, right? Let me go on ahead and make I'm sure I've to got go. my list ready. I need yep. to All right, I need to make this a bit bigger. Bloop. And you I need list. to put the Line in, and we're not doing uh, this episode does not have a contest giveaway, Mm-mm. um. So instead, it's just hey blah 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 So we're just gonna go right into hey, Ra, how you doing? Blah blah. Oh, and we'll explain how. Uh Did you follow the the the? I'm not gonna say rules, but the guidelines I set out.
1: Yeah, to come um, up with your like- list. Yeah, the, the link that you sent me, I, I followed that, and I was trying to get ones that had fewer than, you know, so many uh, user ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's how I did it. Um, yeah, okay, did cool. You do, did you I, end up doing I that? I did that. I kind of broke my rule
0: on one of them. And I, I kind of said, you know, I, I said, what did I say? It was like 100 and hundred
1: was the threshold, and I think yeah, one of them yeah. has like
0: 160.
1: So... Okay, yeah. But it's still... I, my, yeah, some of mine may... I, I, I went by 150, and I was trying to keep it around that, that number or below, so... And of course, those numbers probably changed by now. Of
0: course. uh, Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, uh, folks, we are about to do a, um, right, which means I need to change this because we are not doing a video for Lacrimosa. Let me go on ahead and change this bitmap. All right. Box art. Uh change it to the uh R&R show art. Where is that? That's in my Twitch directory. This is not very exciting for people to watch, but it won't take long. There we go. Boom. That doesn't fit. Right click and transform fit to screen. Boop. All right. So um, because we're not being sponsored by anybody today, it's just uh it our show is brought to you by you, the viewers. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Uh, yes. Am I forgetting anything? I feel like, well, because we're yeah. not doing the contest. That's what's really going me off. We, we're not going to have a secret called, word. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're good. Uh, because the sponsors of this show list.
0: don't have a giveaway
1: that for us to yeah. Uh, do. Yeah. So, yeah. I know. It's like we have this normal checklist that we go through. And exactly. Like yeah. With, we, we're skipping something this time, but yeah, no, we're, we're good to go. Yeah,
0: let's see, before we get going, is there anything that's come up in chat? Because we have not really been paying much attention to chat, and I feel bad about yeah. that. Anything important I've, I've, that we uh, should yeah. hit?
1: Uh, no, um, you know, we, we just talked about all the different... Um, it was a lot of chat about the movies and about Batman and Superman and stuff like that. And um, I think we're good. I, just to make sure we're going through here, I, I don't see anything that's pressing. Um, and the AMA stuff, there's no question mark stuff. Okay. So we're, we're good,
0: yeah. Um, I like... The Hawkeye Disney Plus show as a best Christmas oh, story.
1: man. Oh, man. That I thing is really fused. Like
0: that, I mean, yeah. that is much more Christmas than Die Hard is. If I had seen that, I might have made an argument for it because it's also my second favorite um, Marvel uh, live-action TV show.
1: Yeah, that... I have to agree. That was wonderful. Um, Man, oh man. But it's it's
0: too bad we already chiseled it in stone. We're locking in. We can't go back. We can't
1: go back. Yeah, no more of this cult of the new. I'm going to the classics. I'm sticking with the classics. Die hard for me. But (laughs) Hawkeye, very, very good show. Really good. I I, I think most people get to
0: White Christmas or... you know. uh jimmy stewart with you know wants to a wonderful life thank you yeah. i mean those are. i think those are generally considered the classics but we'll we'll put Die Hard in with them sure why not thank you thank okay so folks okay. we're about to start um recording a top 10 you folks are the live studio audience and can watch and laugh and cry along with us but we won't be doing any back and forth but if while we're doing this any questions pop into your mind about well what about this what about that oh come on everybody knows about that game or whatever um preface your question to us with a question mark. Start it with a question mark so that it'll go into a queue and we'll do a Q&A afterwards. Folks who have been here a while and know how this works, if you see somebody else asking a question and you see they didn't do the question mark, if your fr- fingers are free, could you just go ahead and copy and paste it and do it with a question mark so it won't get missed? That would be awesome. But otherwise, yeah. we are ready to go. Are you ready to go, Rubel? One last sip.
1: I am. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, take one more sip of uh, Topo Chico. because. Uh, twist of Lime, my favorite. Twist of Lime. Okay, classic. <clears throat> the best. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, okay. Good to go. Now I do
0: Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the r Show is brought to us by you. Thank you, viewers of the show. Um, if we get enough people subscribing or following or donating to the show, we get to occasionally unlock bonus episodes of the r r Show. And this is one of them, and I am very excited about it because our topic today is our top 10 games that are hidden gems of 2022. The games that slip between the cracks, and I can't promise but I'm going to anyway. I promise, folks. We're going to have a few games talking about today that you have never heard of. And if we do our jobs right, you might want to seek them out afterwards. I've got my five. Ruel over there has got his five. And are you ready to go, Ruel?
1: I'm ready to go yeah. I'm really excited to see what you have on your list. So we talked a little bit before we went live here uh, about how there may be some crossover, but in our top five, each of our top fives, there was no crossover. Yes, we
0: were there, both surprised so. by that. So that means yeah. you're really going to surprise me. And the way we yeah. did this, by the way, folks, um, is we went on Board Game Geek. We did an advanced search for all games that came out in the year 2022, putting aside expansions, and then we sorted them by number of voters. And we basically only looked at games that haven't really been looked at by more than, say, 100 or so people on BoardGameGeek. And, um... But also older games. I mean, obviously, there's some games, a game just came out yesterday and hasn't been looked at by anybody. So we were trying to um, adjust for that. And I've got five that I'm absolutely in love with, and I think are being criminally overlooked by the board game um, Vox Populi. And I assume you do as well, right?
1: Yep, that's right. Then that's uh, that's basically what I'm, I went for as well. Those, those games that have been overlooked for one reason or another. Again, there are so many games that come out every year, but you know these are the ones that I'm excited the most that I think more people should uh, know about. Cool.
0: One last question for you, because we have not uh, coordinated at all. Your five, which are going to be number um, 10, 8, 6, and 2. Are you sorted by your favorites, or are they sorted by um, least well-known?
1: Oh, uh, I did my favorites. I okay, my personal I went favorites. the other way.
0: Uh, numbers oh. nine, seven, five, or, or nine, seven, five, three, and one, uh, they get progressively more obscure as we go. Ooh.
1: Yep. Interesting. I like that. Okay, but I, I, I'm so going to
0: we... stand by all 10 of these, whatever this man has come yeah. up with, because he has not let me down so far. So let's get going. Ruel. what is number 10 okay. on our list of hidden gems for 2022?
1: Number 10. So this is a game you and I actually have played together okay. uh, right here on the show. And I don't think it's getting enough love. It's wonderful it is city trip bruce okay uh, yeah i yep, think yep, yep. this game is outstanding it's a roll and write game a flip and fill game actually and if you uh know if you if you played on tour if you played welcome 2 i feel like this is a really nice uh mix of those two games on tour where you you know building routes and stuff and then welcome 2 where you're trying to do a little bit of like set collection but it's got this really neat thing where thematically, I mean, this is put together to highlight all the cool things that are in the city, right? I mean, they're not exact locations or anything, but you have, you know, restaurants, museums. Uh, you're going to be taking photos of all these things. You're going to go to, you know, I always, anything, any game that has restaurants in it, I'm all about because, you know, I love to eat. Um, but it's a really wonderful system where you flip over the cards and then the two cards, you put them together and that's what you're going to be marking on the, uh, the your sheet here. Right. And, you know, like any good uh, roll and write, you can play, uh, you know, we played over the internet. That's another way uh, yes. that, you know, uh, that, you know, you want to play, you can do that or you play live, of course. But for whatever reason, this hasn't taken off as I, as much as I thought it would. I thought this was going to be like the big rage, you know, when it came out, but it hasn't for whatever reason, but I think it's a wonderful and right, you know, flipping right. I had a great time with you, uh, Richard, as we played it, and I, I can't wait to get my own copy because I want to play yeah. it more. And if, and if I recall correctly, nice.
0: folks, if you're at all interested, you can go check out the run-through, and if you get a copy yourself, yep. you can play with this as well because it's a bingo-style game.
1: Yep. yep. So, find out if you can beat our scores, folks, and that's our number 10 city trip
0: Bruise. All righty, yes. Uh, I agree. It's a fantastic game. I hope it catches on, because I know the developers have plans to do other cities as well, by, you know, taking yeah. the real layouts of the cities and turning them into a fun and interesting roll-and-write game. But you're right, it just,
1: yep.
0: um, yeah, Uh, I don't know, maybe there's some fatigue for roll and rights now. That, that might be a problem that it suffers against, but it's too yeah, bad. It's that,
1: great. That could be part of it. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. yep.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Let's, move on. Let's go on to number nine on the list, and that is paperback adventures. Ooh, yeah. Um is... right. Yes. Which I'll be honest, I almost think I would take this game now over the original paperback. And the original paperback is phenomenal and absolutely yeah. amazing game but this takes the core idea a paperback from uh, designer Tim Fowers was a uh, a deck builder you know crossing dominion with Scrabble. And that was a brilliant thing. We've seen uh, lots of games do that uh, along the way. But now, Tim and co-designer Sky Larson have uh, gone back to the idea and turned um, you know, Scrabble into a solo or cooperative action-adventure fantasy game where you're trying to build words to um, either build up a big attack or um, a lot of mana for casting spells or whatever, or defense to protect yourself as you fight your way through a bunch of very, very cool creatures that are are just all kinds of cool. I mean, the, the fun in-jokes in this game are absolutely awesome. You know, I love that writer's block can be something that gets yes, thrown but... at you and stuff like that. Um, now, I covered this on my channel, and I believe you covered it on your channel, too, when I it was did, originally yes. uh, crowdfunding. And um, so, if you go back and watch our videos of it, it's a very rough-and-ready looking prototype. Not very pretty. The final version looks really cool with a really neat player mat and all of that. And I so want to give this game a go because... Uh, when I played it, it was really a solo game, and they just started working on some co-op rules. I definitely want to try it more co-op, because Jen and I were really impressed. There's so many cool ideas in there. Like, when you build the perfect words, you can splay your cards to the left or the right. And um, when the monsters attack you, they end up throwing up junk cards in your deck that you have to use. Like, oh crap, I have to use a Z in my deck next word now. Otherwise, it stays in there, and it hurts me as, it, as we go. I mean, really, just full of brilliant, fun, cool ideas. Is. And um, the thing is, this is put out by Tim Fowers, and he's a little small independent developer. His games don't show up in retail shops around the world. He is, you know, the little guy um, trying to get by, you know, doing everything himself, a one stop shop for production and development and all of that. And it's absolutely brilliant. Now, I, I uh, put this at the top of my list because I think this one has gotten a little bit more attention than the other ones. But even still, if we go to the stats on Board Game Geek, at this point if I can click the stats. At this point, only 728 people have registered. They uh, own this game. And that's small. I mean, you expect to see thousands and thousands of people. So I know this game could get a lot more love out there um, for solo gamers and two-player gamers who love... I mean, you know, only 115 people have ever even bothered to rank the thing. So it could get a lot more love. It should get a lot more love. Um, and it seems to be a wonderful hidden gem for the year. Paperback Adventures.
1: I agree a hundred percent. Absolutely love this game. Um, it could it almost made my list as well. I, uh, I, this I is
0: the it, one I thought would have made your list. Yeah, I thought it had a very you're, high you're,
1: propensity to make your list. You are you are correct. Yeah, it's a wonderful design, and you know anyone that's played uh, um, Slay the Spire, um, this mm. is sort of like the yeah. the word version of this, right? It's, we we jokingly called it Spell the Spire because it's a spelling game, but um, wonderful, wonderful implementation. I. I love paperback. I, I'm right there with you. Do I want I'd probably. Oh, man. Anyways, either paperback or paperback adventures, wonderful games. You can't go wrong with either of them. Great choice for number nine. Um, let's move on to our number eight. What do we got? Which started to get some buzz. Folks, I was out at um, PAX Unplugged this last week, and this game started getting some buzz. It's called Boop. And I got to say like that. Boop. Yeah. Okay. Super cute game, but. Oh, for an abstract game, it is awesome. I got a, a real a sneak peek at this at Gen Con, and I, I was like, okay, this looks cool. But actually seeing it at pa- PAX Unplugged and people starting to starting to get into it, folks, this is an abstract game in its heart. But you're basically placing cats on a bed, right? And what's really awesome about this, the bed, I got to, I have a copy of this now. It's actually a little quilt that they made, so it's a soft quilt that you place your pieces on. You, oh, I see. Okay, wow, yeah. And then you boop them. They they fly off. They move a, a space away from where the cat you're placing. Some of them will fall off the bed, of course, but you're trying to get them in a row. Uh, you start with kittens. You get three kittens in a row. You're going to upgrade those to cats, and you're either going to try to get your cats in a row or you get try to get all your cats on the bed. Oh, my gosh. It is so cute. And it's from Smirking Dagger or Smirking Laughter. Yes. They did another wonderful abstract game a couple of years ago called Shobu. I think if you like show boot, you're going to like this one even more because it's got this really super cute theme. Uh, I talked to, I know the designer, Scott Brady, and his wife, Nicole, wonderful people, and I think this one's starting to, just starting to take off and really took off and packed some blood. Folks. You Know, I picked this one and then I realized, oh, at PAX Unplugged, they sold out of these things. Oh, maybe not so so hidden after all, not so hidden after all. But it was hidden when I, you know, when we we started talking about this, and I think it's a winner. Uh, it's a wonderful abstract game, but it's got that cute little theme that's going to really attract uh, new gamers to the hobby, which is always a thing I appreciate, and that's why it's a number eight. Hidden gem for now, but uh, on the rise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, get in ahead of the crowd, folks, for Booth. It's interesting. um, Grant Lyon, who does a monthly uh, show on the channel, Grant's Greatest Games, he put it in his top five games for November as well. Uh, If you want Uh to check that out, folks, go to grant.rado.com and watch his most latest episode. There's a little bit of video of how it works. And yeah, this does look adorable. I I will not deny. Uh, So that is a pretty cool one. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty. All righty. So let's move on to the next one, which you think I would have been ready to do, except I was so entranced by Boop. I didn't realize it came with that cool little mat. Is, it, is it literally material? Is it cloth? It, it is. They make it's, a bedspread.
1: So, I mean, if it was like if it was any bigger, you could really use it as a blanket or a bedspread. Yeah, it's it's okay. a qual- nice little quality quilt. It's adorable. Well, okay.
0: Number seven on the list, which is. Old London Bridge doesn't have anything quite as cool as all that. But I do want to give a shout-out to this one. This is a game um, from publisher Queen Games, and I can totally understand why it slipped between the cracks this year. Because for this year, Queen Games is all about those Steffenfeld city game collections, right? Um, And, you know, big box reprints. So, you know, occasionally they do Kickstarter campaigns for a small little game, and they just tend to come and go. And I've covered several of them. And, you know, they're always nice. You know, they're enjoyable. I mean, they have an audience. But this game all about developing uh, London Bridge goes so far above and beyond. Jen and I were really blown away by this. You can watch my run-through, because I did cover it when it was on Kickstarter, and it seems like it's another one that's in danger of being forgotten. But I really love this game because it is all about... It's got this very, very cool oh, it's kind of hard to describe, worker placement slash rondelle thing that lets you grab different things. Because you, did you know well that London Bridge used to have buildings and homes and apartment blocks and, you know, uh, businesses and whatnot. I mean, it was like a little mini city within the city of London. And that's what we're developing. And we are trying to smartly grab the right cards, or I'm sorry, the right tiles to be able to expand our section of uh, the, uh, the old London Bridge. But the thing is, all of these tiles have numbers on them. And uh, you have to put the numbers in ascending order. You know, kind of like, uh, oh, what do you call it? Welcome to. You know, that whole notion of, oh yeah, you know, the, the street numbers, they have to go up and so like, oh, I, I want to take this one, but I can't place it. Uh, unless I spend an entire turn resetting the count so I can place things. And the game is all about smartly putting the right buildings on London Bridge next to each other while adhering to that rule that the numbers always have to climb sequentially. And it sounds really simple, but it is deceptively deep and really crunchy. And Jen and I were blown away by this one. This went way above and beyond, um, you know, the uh, 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 the well, pretty much anything else. Uh, I mean, you know, except, except of course for the the, uh, the Steffenfeld games uh, that Queen put out this year. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying it approaches those, but. We were really impressed, and it would be a real shame, uh, because people think, oh, that's just another little one of those queen games that they do in between their big steffenfeld Feld things. We're like, no, this one stands on its own. It's fun, it's crunchy, it's got a really nice gimmick too, because you actually build the 3D bridge. You actually take these tiles and you stand them up, so it has a nice look to it as well. Jen and I were very, very impressed, and I don't think it's really gotten much attention so far, even though it is available now. Number seven on the list, Old London Bridge.
1: Oh, I love that you're actually building the bridge. That's yeah. so neat. Yeah, um, I yeah, I need to check this one out. That looks fun. Okay, uh, let's move on to our number six, That's which um, was over. I, I feel it's been overlooked because this uh, designer produces so many games every year. He's produced over, I think, seven hundred in his career. Reiner Kanitz. Okay, this is. Oh wait, 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 board. wait, wait,
0: wait. I, I have no idea, but I'm going to assume is it, oh. is it is it is does it start with an L?
1: It does. It's longboard. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one... From 25th Century Games, you know, folks, you all know I'm a big Canizia fan, and anytime I hear about any of his games that come out, I get excited. But this one I actually got an advanced copy of, and I have uh, did a uh, thing on my channel um, where I looked at, the gave an overview of the game and talked about the different things I liked about it. There was a lot to like. Basically, at its heart, this is the next iteration of Lost Cities. Yes. Lost Cities, one of my all-time favorite games. That's a two-player game. Now, Longboard takes the same thing as far as you're trying to uh, uh, group, ascending uh, uh, groups of cards but in this case they are long boards or surfboards your owner of a surf shop's got a cool little theme but what this is you can play it up to four players and now this isn't going to be for everything everyone but i like this it's got a little bit of take that mm-hmm. so cards in front of you in your surf shop those those are the ones that the boards that you're starting to build that's those cannot be touched but you're gonna have a supply other players can go to your supply and take them. Now they don't just take oh. them. They're going to have to give up something as well. So they're going to have to give you cards that total that number. So okay. you're going to start at like uh, one, two, three, all the way up to, I think it's eight, but you can skip numbers as well. Uh, you have a personal objective. You have objectives for the group. So they're going to be, th- uh, I think three or four different scoring objectives. And then you have some uh, like um, global objectives as well. So there's a little bit more scoring in this than uh, lost city. So it's a bit more robust, which I really hmm. liked. And, I just, I love Canizia's games. It's one of those, another one of his games, very low rules overhead. But once you start playing, it's like, oh, there's a lot more strategic depth than I expected here. And it's a wonderful game. I like it at two because it reminds me of Lost Cities, but I have I have not played it at three and four yet, but I love that it has that option. And that's why it's our number six overlooked game, folks, Longboard.
0: Uh, it does seem like in jabs. And you said you love, I know you love Canizia. I, I love him too. Yeah. But even more, yeah. I love 25th century games.
1: Yes, and the production value, like there are the ones vibrant, vibrant art, very clean design, and uh, this is uh, another hit for twenty fifth century. They're they're just they're rocking it. And They actually they put out the new edition of Raw that that'll be out next yeah. year. Well, that some consider Canizia's best game of all time. So uh, they, they, they do some good stuff there, and yeah. Longboard is a hidden gem. In
0: yeah, opinion. folks, Canizia is still knocking them out. The man still has it, and there's another hidden gem. And and that's really interesting. I mean, you know, uh, Lost Cities is widely regarded as one of his greats, one of the great all-time two-player games. So if you want yeah. a deeper Lost Cities with a little bit of... <laughs> and could go up to four, sounds interesting. Okay, yep. Well, let's move on to number five. And this is one I have talked about on the channel before, and I will continue to sing the praises of Pocket Master Builder which is such an incredibly sharp game. This game is basically a deck of cards and some cubes. Um, But with just a a few little um, pieces, what's the designer's name? I believe... Oh, I should have looked it up ahead of time. Is it Wei Min Ling? I believe... uh, uh, Wei Min? I I think I've got your name right. If not, I apologize. But this guy is a designer that I'm really falling in love with. I loved his walking in Burano, and then I really loved his walking in Provence. Um, And now I've fallen and hard in love with this one, too. He does so much with simple little uh, things. This is a game where players are working to contribute to the development of a, of, a, of a medieval town, and the interesting thing is, whenever you place a card in to the grid and expand, you're not building a building. You are creating worker placement spots in the building that um, can be used by players to gather the resources, and then those uh, cards can be converted later on into the actual buildings. It's got a really interesting Interesting, weird vibe that's quite unlike anything else I've ever played and it is incredibly crunchy um you know I'm you know I I it's rare that I find a game that really features a lot of, oh, look, we have a communal building area. A lot of times, communal building area games can be really cutthroat. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to cut you off, so you can't do what you're going to do, or I'm going to destroy that thing you did. But this game, um, it's all about, oh, every time you do something, you're creating an opportunity for me. And if you did that, I'm creating an opportunity for you and all of that, as we are trying to build up following a lot of different goals. Are we trying to fulfill columns so that we can fight off invaders? Are we trying to complete the different objectives in the different rows and columns. Are we... I mean, there's so much going on. It's got a very smart goods uh, management system as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. But if you're like me and Jen, if you love a crunchy, crunchy Euro, and if you appreciate heavy lifting, a big, big game in a tiny, tiny package, then you might want to seek out Pocket Master Builder. I'm just blown away by it.
1: Nice. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I know I loved uh, Walking in Murano, and uh, just, you know, that pedigree right there is going to be interested in it. Just the way you described it, it sounds so cool. I cannot wait to try it. And yeah, we need to, you know, these are the games that folks aren't, um, there's not as much hype as other games, so be sure to check these out. Let's move on to our number four. It is a game that I covered here for the channel, and for whatever reason, it might be the theme that people aren't digging, but it's an awesome game. It's Skate Summer. This game, yeah, uh, at at its heart, it's got two things that are really clever. Uh, It's a pick up and delivery game, but it's also a push your luck game. And what you're doing is um, if you've played the old Tony Hawk uh, uh, video game, uh, this is Tony Hawk the uh, video game in board game, for, uh, cardboard form. Right. Uh, you see there on the on the screen there is I, I did the run through. I did a two player game. One player, uh, each player has their skateboard. And what you're doing is you're drawing cards and you're trying to see how far you can push your luck as far as, you know, staying balanced on your board. Either left or right. You're going to move left and right. If you go too far right or too far left, you're going to have to bail. So basically, you fail. But you bail, you will get some compensation. But as you collect these, you're doing these tricks. You're going to do ollies. You're going to do 720 errors, all that cool stuff. You're going to build up you know, your resources, which you're going to then use them to collect all these cool little uh, items that you're going to deliver to different parts in the skate mm. park. And, oh, it's so clever. And, I, you know, I know, like, sports board games aren't always, like, the biggest hits. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know that might be part of it, but oh, folks, you—if if the theme turns you off, I mean, give it a shot because I think it's so overlooked and definitely a hidden gem. The design is clean, it's smart. Um, you can get a, you know—it's really—it it reminds me of like that '90s video uh, video game style, right? Uh, it's very vibrant uh, art and just colorful. But boy, the the mech, the mechanics in this game are sharp. They're yeah. clean. And very smart. I I enjoyed it so much doing the the run-through for this, and I think more people need to play Skate Summer.
0: Yeah, I haven't played it, but I remember watching your video and being incredibly impressed by the thematic touch of, hey, when I play cards, I play them to the left or the right of my board to affect my balance, but also to play the card I want to play to do what I want to do. And I thought, wow, that's really sharp. Very, very clever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very cool game. So yeah, check that out one, folks. That's our number four, Skate Summer.
0: Yeah. Um... Uh, good call, good call. Definitely um, flying under the radar deserves a bit more love. As does number three on the list.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Let's
0: see if I've got it set up here. Yes, I do. Onironauts, I think. I have no idea how to pronounce this, I'm yeah, afraid. Me either. Um, it's one iron aughts. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, you know, on, on arts I, I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, apparently, uh, it's... Uh, oh, and Iron Hots is something to do with dreaming. And in this game... Oh, let me put it on screen. Why don't I do that? Uh, this is basically... Uh, here's the elevator pitch. Cooperative Dixit. That's what this game is. Um, Because every round, there is a card drawn randomly that has a word on it. Everybody picks from their hand a card that they think matches the spirit of that word. So it's kind of... um, And then we draw one random card from the deck and throw that in as well. We shuffle them up, we reveal them, and then everybody's trying to guess which is the card that doesn't belong. Which is the one that was not chosen by a player, but chosen by random luck. And that may sound really simple. And some rounds it is. Sometimes, drawing a card from the deck is like, well, okay, this clearly doesn't fit here. So, um, and the more people who can correctly guess, because we're working as a team, can correctly guess the one that was chosen randomly, the more points we get. We have to get 15 points before time runs out. The tricky thing is, sometimes you've got your cards in your hand and none of your cards work for the word either. And you're like, ah! And and often, (laughs) the card that is randomly chosen will be perfect! And so, eventually, you know, everybody picks one, they put them in, we throw them up, reveal, and then everybody has to simultaneously say, okay, I think that it's number clearly, the one that doesn't belong here is number two, or number one, or number three. And it's weird. I've played this game now several times with my wife. And first of all, Cooperative what works with two? Yes, please. That's something I never thought I'd ever get to experience, but I can confirm it is a fun little two-player game. But I've also played it at three, four, and five players, and it works wonderfully at every player count. Um, and, you know, because there's extra little things they do to uh, make it, uh, you know, if, if there's fewer players, it's easier to spot the one. Um, um, but it's... With there's only two players, there's fewer points you can score, so it's harder. So you have to be on more often. In video, just now, Jen and I disagreed, even though it was very obvious which one of those things was gold. Or was it? It's hard to say. But um, the, the fun of it, just like Dixit is, hey, after we figure out and we figure out, did we lose points? Did we gain points? What happened? People have to justify their choices. Why well, did... What is this? This has nothing to do with, with architecture or whatever it might be. Well, if it actually has this... Oh my god, I didn't even see that! And, And that's the joy. That's the joy of Dixit is a surprisingly complex game to play as a party game. It's got all these things trying to teach somebody well, you want to have some people choose your thing, but not too many people. And then here's how the way scoring works. It it can be kind of a slog. This I took to Thanksgiving and played with a few different groups of people. And uh, Jen's friend came over and we played a three-player game with her. And it's just so easy to teach. Everybody immediately gets it. It's full of wonderful, engaging, gorgeous, quasi- surreal, dreamlike art, just like Dixit. I mean, these cards could definitely live in Dixit, but playing cooperatively towards a common good in a game that is 10 times easier to set up and play and just play again and again and again puts it high on my list. And I think people are ignoring it. Maybe because they think, oh, I've already played Dixit. Why do I even care about this? This destroys Dixit for me. I would bring this out seven ways to Sunday over Dixit. Easier to teach. Everybody working towards the same goal and more laughs at the end of the day and nice. works with two. Come on, board game industry. Why is everybody ignoring our number three on Ironauts?
1: Maybe it's just yeah, the I'm, word, because nobody knows how to say it. To that's it. that's my thing. I think that's, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, the game looks wonderful, and I would totally play that. I think I'd be a hit with uh, me and Michelle as well. Yeah. So awesome awesome choice let's go on to our number two and okay. i picked one that has exactly i think i just checked it 24 ratings on Ooh, so okay a couple of dozen people and i am hyped about this i just got my copy and literally before uh this morning when we're recording the show i just got it in it's a game called heading forward What? this is a solo heading forward um like moving forward heading okay forward. i have not um, even heard of this Yeah, this is a game definitely floating under the radar, produced by Hollenspiel. They are a very tiny company here in the U.S. that produces very unique games. And talk about unique, Rado, this one is a game about, it's a solo game. Wow, undergo rehabilitation after a traumatic traumatic brain brain injury. injury. Wow, okay, So what are you doing? It's multi-use cards, it's a solo game, and you're trying to complete tasks uh, during rehabilitation. So... The insurance company has only covered you for a certain amount of time. You could go easy, 15 rounds, medium, 12 rounds, or hard, 10 rounds. That's how much uh, time the insurance company, your insurance company has uh, given you to get through these tasks. And what are you doing? You're playing cards, you're trying to uh, collect resources to play those cards, to upgrade them. You're going to flip them mm. around, turn them 180 degrees, Friday style. so then they get upgraded, yes. So you have four different um, abil- uh, things that you have to rehab, four different traits. You're going to go through the deck, and as, they, uh, as you go through the deck, some of them will be upgraded. Unfortunately, there's going to be a trigger uh, every round, some a triggering event that reminds you of what happened in uh, the accident. So wow. the trigger could be well work accident. It triggers, so then you have to be able to work around that card. So every round, there's a trigger that... and. Richard, this is one of the most unique games I have ever seen. Uh, the theme and the mechanisms combine perfectly. I bought this. I was so excited to uh, buy this because not many people know about this game, and I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. Um, I cannot wait to play it. I think it's a game. This company, Hollandspiel, does great stuff. Uh, Ambel and Mary Holland, they do games that are very unique and very different. And they the reason why people haven't heard about their company is because they admittedly Publish games in the least efficient way. Oh, no. <laughs> they admit it. They do, they do print on demand. Oh which, my gosh, know, is, wow. Yeah, but it's a way that they can um, lower their financial risk personally. So, you know, you order the game, they are going to go print it uh, personally for you. So oh, wow. the games, you know, the, you can't get them on Amazon. You can't get them a local game, You're going directly to them. But all their games, whether they're solo or multiplayer, very unique themes and very unique mechanisms. And this is one of them that's been high on my list ever since I heard about John Dubois created this. This is a personal experience. He actually suffered a traumatic brain injury a couple of years ago and decide to use that as his basis for this game. And um, I've seen the playthrough that, I think it was Edward of Heavy, heavy Cardboard. Yes, uh, yes. He raved about it. Mm-hmm. I read a review um, from uh, Space Biff, uh, Dan Thoreau. He raved about it. So, folks, some people who are really into games love this one. I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Heading forward from Hollandspiel and I just got my copy, and I'm so excited to uh, get wow. it. An wow. I'm
0: kind of embarrassed now. I feel like that should be number one. That sounds fantastic.
1: Right? Jeepers oh, Creepers. Just, yeah. Wow. Amazing, amazing stuff. Folks, go check yeah. it out. please. And I, I'm especially
0: impressed too, because I've seen other games like this. Um, you know, we're kind of in the same milieu, but they tend to be silly. They tend yeah. to try to make it yeah. comedy or party-ish, whereas this seems like it takes it seriously.
1: It's very serious. I, I, I mean, just think about the theme. I mean, it, you could have done, hey, we're just trying to get victory points to get through this yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thing. No, your insurance company, whatever you can afford, is only giving you that amount of time to recover and to rehab. It's a, it's a really interesting statement on the uh, healthcare here in the U.S. as wow. well. Wow. So, yeah, oh my awesome, awesome stuff, folks.
0: Folks, I'm calling it Audible. That's our number one. But okay. um, since we <laughs> we we can't actually work it out ahead of time, we're going to go with a the prior number one on the list is uh, uh, this one is definitely not catching fire as much as it should. It's from a little a South American publisher known as Fractal Games, and it's called Simplicity. And I don't know if you have played this one, Ruel, or if you've heard not, of it. I
1: I have not even heard of it. I'm, okay, let let's bring it. All right. Well, um,
0: it's it, it, you know the they, they're. It's it's simple city. It's a simplicity. You get it. The the, the joke is there. It's a very <laughs> yeah, very simple nice. game. It's a SimCity style game. Communally build a city, trying to control the best spots. Um, from David Brain, who is the co designer of um oh one of the key was it was he the co designer Key Keyflower or one of the other Keydom oh. games? Oh Key Market, which is one of the greatest uh, Keydom games of all time too. But this is him designing alone, and uh, I like SimCity. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Euro-style mechanisms you can put it in. And this one, uh, it's truth in advertising. It's in, its a simplicity. It's a simple city we're building because when we set up, we create a randomly generated board and off to the side are a bunch of tiles that represent residents and commercial and parks. you know, The kind of stuff we've expected, right? Different colors. And we are going to use a King Domino-style draft to grab these tiles, right? We have seen this before. Whatever is higher up on the list, if you grab that, um, it's going to make sure your first first, next round, or second, for you know, higher in player order, but you it's not as good. If you if you take stuff down at the bottom, you get um, a more powerful option, but you're going to come later in turn order. So it takes that King Domino idea and turns it into a SimCity-style building game. And here's the thing that's really interesting about this game. If you play this at 4 and 5, I think the highest player it goes to, you get to play exactly 5 turns. In this entire game, you will place 5 tiles. And that's it. And so, as you can imagine, every single tile you place is so incredibly important. You know, it makes or breaks you. This is not a high-scoring game, and one mistake will destroy you. But it doesn't matter, because you're only going to play... Everybody plays five turns. Um, And basically, the uh, SimCity nature of it is we are trying to... You're trying to put... Uh, This is not one of those complex ones where, like Suburbia, where every tile has a different special power and all of that. Nope, it's just colors. You want to get blues. You want to get your blue. If you take a blue tile, you want to put that next to as many blue tiles as you can because that blue tile that you place and you put your little cube on it will be worth as many points as the contiguous group of all of those. So, are you going to try to jump into something that other people are building, that they're already doing well on? Or are you going to try to cut that off and stop that from spreading and build your own thing separately? Again, remembering you're going to place five tiles over the course of the game, and yet you're still trying to make these kinds of decisions as the game goes on. Um, There's another way, because instead of scoring points for having big contiguous groups of the same color, if you have two um, of your buildings of any type that are next to each other, that will score you big points as well. So you could be going for, I'm just trying to get pairs of my own buildings, doesn't matter what type they are, and that means I am trying to cut off the growth of what other people are doing. But if I, hey, if I can do that, and at the same time piggyback off what other people are doing that's great. Um, Or, I'm just trying to get more uh, pairs around, and um, you get your five turns, and it's super sharp. Now, I have to admit, I would love to play this someday as a four- or five-player game, because I've never played a game where I I get to do SimCity Tiling with only five turns. But, I have played it as a two. And as a two- or three-player game, what happens is, you are going to take on the role of two teams. So, I am the yellow and the red player. And so, Canizia style, my worst play, my worst um, uh, team is going to be the one that scores me points. So if you're playing as a two or three player game, which is how I really recommend it, you get 10 turns. Five for team A... Ah. Five for Team B. And you can't just say, oh, let's just make sure Team B does really well, because then Team A will sink you. And with 10 turns, this game, which takes like 15 minutes, Jen and I found, we played this a half a dozen times the first day, because we were like, oh, let's play it again, let's play it again. Um, We were really blown away by, this game is incredibly crunchy. Because I forgot to mention one other thing. When you are picking, remember, the higher up, on the list, King Domino style, that you take. The, you get whatever tile you get. You put it wherever you're going to put. But there's a tile and there's a symbol, a circle, a triangle, a diamond, a plus, whatever. That tells you, I have to place this tile somewhere on the board on a circle, or a plus, or a square. So, the ones at the top that will ensure your first next turn, which going first in this game is EVERYTHING, because it's Mm -hmm. so tight, so fast, and so restricted means, well, I have to put this on a circle. Whereas if I go down lower, it gives me multiple choices. I could put this one on a diamond or a square, and I get twice the amount of options. If I take the very, very bottom space, I can put it anywhere i want on the board but i'm guaranteed to be last which means well this better be if i'm gonna d- if i'm gonna do that it better be a game-winning move for me right now because my next round will be miserable and um like i said i'd love to play it a four or five player game um you know i think it'd be a little bit more chaotic with everybody only doing five turns and you're in you're out you got your five turns do the best you can but i can say as a two-player game it is really crunchy. There is so much to balance, trying to make sure both of your teams do equally well, paying, and but the real trick is, uh, yo, know, whatever I take, what's more important, what did I leave there for you to take? If I leave that red residence, doesn't really matter, because oh, look, there, um, it's, it, it has to be placed with a square or a plus. There are no squares or pluses next to the existing red residence, so it's not gonna do you any good. Oh, crap, you put it over there, and it see, it, you know, it, uh, it, um, you know, it paired with your blue, and you got three points out of that? Why did I leave that for you? That could have won you the game. Three points could win or you lose you the game in this game. And so every move, especially when you're playing two or three player, where, you know, each player gets to take two tiles, it's so laden with choice. It sounds so simple. Pick a tile. Oh, it's ro- I should just obviously take this one. But if I take that one that's really obvious, I might leave something that's even better for you, and I can't afford to do that. Now, um, there's one problem I have with it. Whoever Mm -hmm. takes last... Oh, by the way, whoever... It's so bad to go last um, that as a consolation prize, you get a victory point um, because you need those points. Um, But you also, when you're playing at the lower player count, you get the demolition, this little TNT plunger. And at the beginning Uh. of the next round, after the new tiles come out, you blow one of those tiles up. And the thing is, in a game where you're only going to take five terms per team, blowing a tile up that's perfect for somebody, that is devastating. <laughs> um, and that's another big part of strike. So if you don't mind a little bit of, take that, ah I right, boy, that was that park was going to be perfect for you. You were hoping for that park, you um, made sure you were first, and but I was last, I blew that up, you can't have it. So for people who want a little bit of reaction, it's got that too. But we hated that, and I'm on Board Game Geek right now. There's a thread on the Simplicity Forum where I'm talking with a developer developers, hey, how can we make this a bit more Care Bear friendly? And they've already given suggestions. We Jen and I okay. have tried it, and this game is now 100% a keeper. They haven't finalized on what they want their Care Bear version to be, where um, you know the plunger kind of does like an automate, oh, well, it'll block this one, then this one, then this one, so you can plan for it, and you know what it's going to do. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm really blown away by it. Uh, Like I said, it's from a very, very tiny publisher. Uh, It's uh, just a a little box with some tiles, a nice little randomly generated board, and I love SimCity games, and I love the idea of a game where I'm only going to take five turns, and yet every turn means so much. I'm just blown away, and it's a shame. More people have not checked out number one on the list... Or actually, officially number two because your number one was better. Simplicity.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to try this. You totally sold me. I had no idea this game existed, but this sounds like something I would love. You, you got me at the whole king domino selection thing, yeah. and then also the Kanetsia thing, where yeah. you know you're trying to balance your scores. Like I think of Ingenious. You know, yep. your lowest score is yep, your yep, score. Yep. So, oh yeah, this yep. looks fantastic. What do you get when you cross
0: Bruno Cathala and uh, Reiner <laughs> Kanetsia and Will yeah. Wright? You get Simplicity. There you go. <laughs> There you go.
1: Love it. Love it, love it. Great, great call. All right. All right. Well,
0: folks, um, was I wrong? Let me know down in the comments. Surely at least one of those games you had not heard of, uh, because these are very definition of hidden gems, and maybe some of them caught your eye. I am very, very keen on all the ones, and you really convinced me on some of those as well, Roel. I mean, yeah. geez. Uh, wow. Uh, but folks... We're just going to say now, thank you uh, very much for watching. Uh, there was no contest in this episode because this was a bonus episode unlocked by viewers like you, which means, folks, there is still time to enter to win the um, really cool deluxe game bag or LED-lined, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Gamer Mat. Uh, we've still got, I think, another week. So go back and check out our top 10 games we're most thankful for, and you'll find out how to enter to win. Probably the coolest giveaway we have done all year, quite quite frankly. And also not for nothing. I would say our top 10 games were thankful for that. We did just in time for Thanksgiving. It means a lot to me. I know it does to you as well.
1: Yeah. One of, uh, you know, we, one of the best episodes, of the R and R show. I, I say that it, with all humbleness. I mean, it, it meant a lot to uh, share stories about these games yeah. and how much they, they meant folks. Seriously. go watch that episode. If you haven't already, you still have a chance to win the contest, but also, have a box of uh, tissues ready as well <laughs> you may be surprised at some of the things we've
0: talked yep, about. Yep, <laughs> as it says down there at the bottom of the screen, folks, you can find all the episodes of r at rnr.rotto.com and exit. Like it's not too late to enter to win the coolest game bag and the coolest, or the coolest game mat you've ever seen. And that is it, Ruel. We are done. Although, no, we're not. Uh, for folks who are just watching this as a standalone video, did you know there is an extended version of this video where we did all kinds of extra game rankings and we did some pop culture stuff uh, we finally decided once and for all Superman versus Batman and a bunch of other things besides, but also we recorded a continuation of this. we each have five more games that are hidden gems falling under the radar, we're about to continue that extended edition and if you want to check that out, uh, links down in the show notes or go hit that eye on the top right corner screen to check out the extended version of this and you'll find out about ten more hidden gems but otherwise, well, I am done are you ready to go sir? Let's go All right, then. Thank you, everybody, uh, as always, for watching the show. Thanks to all the regulars uh, whose viewership and sponsorship helped make this bonus episode available. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. And we're out. Phew. Okay.
1: All right. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, checking chat real quick. Everyone is still here. Uh, Nothing new in chat or nothing pressing. All righty. So, um, let's uh, talk about the game. Yeah, that, let's,
0: uh, yeah, so, this? um, first of all, City Trip Rouge was my number six.
1: It was your number six, okay, cool, I was wondering about that. Yep, I, yep, I yep, wondering. yep, yep. Um, I actually had Paperback Adventures, uh, off my top ten, it would have been like eleven.
0: Oh, my, I can't I believe, I thought for sure, when, when I got yeah. my list back from our mutual friend, I saw, oh, Paperback Adventures made the list, so Ruel did not put it in his top five, how can that be? How can that yeah. be?
1: I, there was a bunch of other stuff. Alright, well, what was else? Okay, so I had... Uh, let me see. Uh, I had... Longboard, uh, let me go on and I just back up, up to Board game geek, And we'll yeah, throw them we on go. screen really quick. Uh, this one uh, caught my eye. My Shelfie. It's the newest game by... <sighs> I so saw Friday. that. I
0: really want to play this game. It looks yeah. really freaking good. From Dunstan and And Phil Walker-Harding, yeah.
1: Phil Walker-Harding, praise be. Um, It's basically Connect 4 for gamers. It's really cool. It's on BGA, folks. You can play it online, Board Game Arena. I played it a couple times. It's really good. Uh, Another one on my list that you actually uh, covered, and I covered as well, Birdwatcher. Uh, Birdwatcher from uh, Oni Games. Uh, This is... It's similar to, it looks like Wingspan as far as art and everything else, but it is not Wingspan. It's a, a faster playing card game uh, uh, set collection so forth with a little push your luck. I really enjoyed that. Michelle and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I would uh, say it's more thematic than Wingspan. I, I would say too. It is yep. definitely more thematic. Uh, that flushing them out the of the
0: tree and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trying to take photos of them. Yep. Really, yep. really cool. Uh, ghosts Love Candy 2. Uh, yeah, oh, right?
0: yeah. Because nobody talks about Ghost Love Candy, but... Goes yeah. on candy too. That's where it's this at. is.
1: Yeah, this is a game by Danny Devine. He's oh. done some wonderful games, uh, uh, Topiary and other things. Uh, this is a more of a Halloween theme game, sure. obviously. But uh, it's uh, push your luck. It's got um, a set collection hand or not push your ha- luck hand management set collection. You are trying to frighten kids out of their candy. You are ghosts and stuff. A super cute theme, but really interesting gameplay. There's the secret goals. Everyone's gonna have secret goals, trying to collect certain candies. Uh, yet another smart game by Gang huh. Divine. He's Devine. Yeah, this done looks like really more than
0: stuff. I would have thought it was going to be. I mean, this yeah, looks like it's, really. you know, for kids.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's for kids, but folks, um, with Michelle and I enjoyed it. Okay. And let's see, that's one, two, three, four. The other one, this one was uh, a game called Squablin Goblins. Uh, this, Yeah, again, no one's ever heard of this game. It's all about uh, S-Q-U-A, two Bs. Two Bs,
0: okay. I, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't spell this. I don't know how to spell this. Yeah.
1: Twi- uh, squabbling Goblin. goblins okay all right um i picked this one mainly because designer emma larkins i love her uh game abandon all artichokes and, oh uh, abandon
0: all artichokes is fantastic yeah now that's one that should, would go on a hidden gems
1: yes and this is her newest game it was a it's a basically a retheme of a game she'd done previously i think it's called heart catchers uh but this one is definitely floating on the radar i i love a battle of chokes i know i'm gonna love this one as well wow uh, this is squabbling and okay so
0: this just okay. didn't make because you haven't played it yet
1: yeah exactly yeah but i, so, mean, I mean i
0: mean a band chokes was so freaking much better than it had any right to be yeah so that's yeah. a good one that's a good yeah. one. oh i'm, I'm one, definitely one, interested one, in
1: that definitely yeah the oh, the it's other one Oh, cool. Yeah, button checking game. Yeah. So, yeah, um, always a good thing. Uh, the other one I have, my final one was Delicious uh, from Pencil First Games. Delicious. I thought stuff. about doing that one. Um, yeah, I, yep, yep. I, I figured it was on your radar. Uh, you know, we, we're both fans of Steve Finn. Um, this one from Pencil, and Pencil First, First, First games. games. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's basically a flip and write uh, that ha- a food themed flip and write. So, you had me right there. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I just honestly,
0: haven't played so. it yet. I thought about it. I, I but I just yeah. I, I can't be sure. I have not played this. Or have I played it? I'm not quite sure. I don't think I have, but yeah. um yeah, it looks good. I did consider this one yep. as well. Yep. Okay. So
1: those are well, the ones that didn't make
0: my list. What about you? Like I said, I had um City Trip Bruges. I also mm-hmm. had Fife, which I could have very easily talked about.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um and um yo know, honestly, Fife deserves to be spoken of in the same sentence as calico, quite frankly. I mean, it is a calico level abstract game absolutely okay. brilliant. I mean, the theme doesn't make much sense where, um, you know, we're fl- flipping over tiles on a beach and there's surfboards and it doesn't make any sense at all. It might as well just said, hey, it's a pure abstract, but it's very pleasant yeah. to look at. But this is one of those games where you're putting uh, tiles out in your own little personal grid, but you're also putting a different kind of tile on the outskirts, creating another scoring opportunity. Very village green. Very village rails. Mm. You know, that kind of idea. But this one, nice. I would say, is deeper and crunchier than those other ones. Uh, in part because it's a bigger grid. Uh, And uh, so there are more opportunities for the stuff you're putting on the outskirts, including diagonal scores, and um, the more stuff you're trying to put on the insides, uh, because every tile you place has a number and it has a symbol. So you might be trying to put numbers together or symbols together, or ideally you're trying to put one that will fulfill the thing that's on the row and the column and the diagonal. It is almost as crunchy and tension-filled as Calico. And I think the design is up there with Calico, and I don't think anybody's paying attention to it at all, which wow. is a real shame. Yeah. So I five came really close. Um, let's see. Next one. Universal Truth is, um, actually, I've got a video for this one going live this week on the channel. So honestly, I felt a little bit iffy making a video, because I'm about to put a video up about it, and I don't know if it needed okay. side by side. But this is basically a, um, what did I say in the video? I said it's something like, if you're looking for a Jane Austen, you know, um, drama of manners style setting with multi-use cards, all, uh, um, you know, uh, oh, what's the, uh, the most famous multi-use card game? Um... Freaking not Glory to Rome. Uh yeah, oh, yes. Yes. All our glory to Rome with a little touch of twilight struggle. Um in oh, the uh, okay. because there's some there's some real conflict that goes on in this game. There can be some real skullduggery uh that goes on as people <laughs> because in this game we are just trying to um find the love of our life by having a big enough dowry, having enough friends in society, and um having enough skills. We have to impress everybody, and um yeah, it is very... You're entirely right. Glory to Rome, there are... Every edge of the card has something different. And you have to sacrifice cards to play other cards. It has a rondelle that you're using to grab cards and draft them as fast as you can. It's not really a rondelle. It's a two rows of ten as people move clockwise and try to grab the cards. And a lot of this game is, oh, I mean, th- this would be the end of the game. Hey, this uh, lady player, uh, she had all of these friends. She, this is the person she was trying to get fall in love with, and she had these two big skills. This is a winning tableau here, but it is hard. Hard to pull this game off. It is really smart, really crunchy, and also very cutthroat, uh, which is a problem. There are things you can do to turn off the cutthroat elements because the game comes with six different built-in modules, so you have a lot of different variety. You can make it. You can make it a pure gateway game if you want to play Down Nabby or. Um, Wuthering Heights, the card game with people who've never played a game before, you can turn this game into that. But really, I was kind of a little torn because when you turn on all six modules and it becomes incredibly sharp and crunchy, it also becomes pretty cutthroat. So that's why I didn't quite make my list as well. It's a little too cutthroat for us, or a little bit too lightweight, but i it deserves to be seen by more people because it's a really smart design. And let's see, what else did I also have? I've talked about this too many times on the show, but I'll do oh, it yeah. one last time... Free radicals, of course. Free ra- Come on. Um, what is it? Only 92 people have rated free radicals. How many people oh. have said they own it? 202 people. I think this one unfortunately, like Simplicity, got ripped apart by Tom Vassell. He destroyed both of these games in his review, and they're just never going to... They're just never going to go anywhere. They're just going to rot on the vine. Yeah. It's too bad, because I think these are two of the best games I've played this year. Simplicity, because it does so much with so little. Free Radicals, because it is the most ambitious. I mean, this... Forget about Root and Vast and those other letter games where everybody's playing yeah. their own game. Free Radicals does that even better as far as I'm concerned. But I've talked yeah. about it enough. Um, and uh, I might not be done talking about it, because I haven't finished my top 10 games of the year. That'll be coming later. Will it make the list? Spoiler alert, it will. Uh, I, I was freaking say, I amazing. I think it will. <laughs> and then the last one, I wasn't sure if I should put it on or not, because this kind of breaks the rules. This is a new game. And it could be that it just hasn't, um, you know, not a of people have gotten a chance to check out Time of Empires yet. Uh, uh, do you know about this? I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't think anybody knows about it. It's from Pearl Games, which is a smaller publisher, but also, I think, one of my most highest respected publishers of all time. They published Trois. They published... Um, oh. oh my gosh, so many games. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I mean, I've loved all of their games. Um, uh, you know, because it's from the... But anyway, uh, this is a real-time Civ building game, a real-time 4X Civ building game, um, where you are using, uh, what do you call them, um, hourglasses as workers in a worker placement game, like, uh, like uh, oh Red Rising did uh, last year. And before that, we had uh, Tale of Pirates. There's been a few real-time hourglass worker placement games Uh, But this is a full-on competitive game where you are doing everything you expect. You know, expanding, exploiting, exterminating, everything. But doing it in real time. And, uh, you know, because the timer goes for nine minutes and it has a really simple set of rules. But, I mean, most of these kinds of games that do this, they're... Because they're real-time, they're incredibly simple. And then all the complexity happens during the downtime. Here, the developers have found a way to make a relatively complex real-time game work. Because they're still like, oh, I've got to figure out what's my next technology I'm going to develop that will let me build more stuff and expand more on the board. Well, you know what? I put both of my workers down. I've got 30 seconds to figure it out while I'm waiting for my next worker to go. So you have a lot of up and down time to really plan and strategize. And it's really sharp. Now, at the end of the day... It is a forex game. You will eventually expand far enough that you're destroying each other's stuff and stealing each other's cities. I wanted to try this game so bad that I went in, even though I knew Jen and I weren't going to be happy about that, and I can say I'm really impressed by how well they, they've done the impossible, quite frankly. And I'm wow. planning on trying to get a run-through for this film before the end of the month as well. Um, so that yeah. was another reason I, I kept it a little bit higher on the list, because I'll be talking about it in a run-through. But I, I, don't, I think a lot of people are just going to say, well, that's impossible. That's clearly going to be garbage, right? And I'm like... It's amazing how smart oh, no. the design of this game is to make something rich and deep, and yet you still feel like you have time to think, even though you have that pressure of, oh my gosh, blah, 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 You know, really impressed.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, just hearing 4X in real time doesn't seem like those would mesh well, but I'll, I'm will i taking your word for it. I'm, I want to try this game. Yep. Awesome. It
0: does, by the way, like uh, many real times. Like, hey, we just did uh, Fit to Print the uh, last month, right? Oh, it yeah. has a turn-based mode you can play as well. Okay. Um, and it's in fact, nice they strongly there. recommend, and I would agree, the first time you <laughs> play... I mean, the game plays over three ages. Antiquities, you know, um, uh, Renaissance, and then kind of modern day, right? You know, kind yeah. of the typical... Um, they say, play your first age, to do it with a turn base, so that everybody can learn the basics before you start doing the time stuff. It works yeah. as a... If you want to play it turn-based, it's kind of like a light, fast, under an hour... 4X game as well. So it also gives you that. If you're looking for a okay. 4X Civ game that you can play in under an hour that still gives you really interesting decisions, it'll play that way too as a turn base, um, And it works. It works very well. But obviously it's designed for something else, and it's really yeah. amazing how it does it.
1: Cool. Oh, wow. I, yeah, definitely gotta try that one. Alright, okay. and we've run out
0: of time! Um, we were there any questions?
1: Time. Um, I didn't see any. I'll, I'll double-check. Okay, well then, then, good,
0: check. because yeah, uh, gonna... you've gotta go and get ready, right?
1: Yeah, so folks, I'm going to take off now, but I'll be back on my channel. You're all going to raid me. So stick around for the raid yes. if you do get extra channel points and stuff. Um, I'm going to be playing some Ducks and Toe, uh, which is, yeah, right behind which me. Which is one of the yeah. last
0: games on um, crowdfunding for the year because everybody shuts yeah. down, but Ducks and Toe is still going. And yeah, yeah oh. it looks really clever. Um, it is. I mean, the, the first game came out a few years ago, and I know it already got covered, and everybody seemed to love it. Yeah. I've never played so it because it is still a pick-up-and-deliver game, but... Exactly. Yeah. So
1: what what this is is basically the Kickstarter is uh, for the reprint because they're all sold out. So they're reprinting mm. the base game, and they're adding this new expansion as well. So today, uh, after um, you're, you're done here, you're going to follow, join me, raid me. Uh, I'll be playing the base game, and then tomorrow I'll be back uh, for the uh, expansion as well. So I've got two live streams uh, t- right now and then uh, tomorrow, so please join me Um Richard, always a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to take a quick bio break, set this thing up, and I'll be live in about five minutes or okay, so. Okay,
0: folks. Then you need to give me five minutes worth of questions. Stat. All, all right. righty. See y'all folks and soon. I will go. All right. See you soon, man. All righty. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Me. There I am. It's all me all the time now. Finally, that guy is gone. Can you believe those choices? I don't know. Um, Hey, folks. If you don't give me a subject, I'm terrible at um, killing time. So I will just uh, hopefully, uh, you know, there's some. Oh, thank heavens. Oh, that's a good question. Um, not for me. Uh, I, I cannot say, I have never read any Jason Austen books, but I can tell you my wife's favorite Jane Austen film is Ang Lee's Sense and Sensibility. I have seen personally, just through proximity with my wife Jen, Sense and Sensibility. It's probably one of my most watched movies in my life. I've probably seen it a dozen times. Jen loves that movie so much. She's read all of them. I don't think Sense and Sensibility is her favorite book, but it's certainly her favorite feature film. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, written by um, um, Emma, now all I can think of is Emma Stone. Uh, Thomas, right? I mean, you know, you, know, the, you know, who is also the star. Absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. I don't particularly care about such things, but yeah, I mean, even though I've seen sense and sensibility again, I mean, I could quote it by heart, but it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, oh, good questions. Good, good, here we go. Linnaeus, what is My favorite button-shy game. At this point, it's got to be Circle the Wagons. Uh, Circle the Wagons, I believe, is in my top 20 or maybe 25 games of all time. It is so absolutely brilliant. And really, the only other button-shy games I've played are um, the... uh, What was it? There's the uh, Sprawlopolis, right? Right. And I think I played one more of them. I haven't played anything else. I want to play more Buttonshy games. I can tell you my most anticipated one is the Legacy one they're putting out. They're putting out a Legacy game. 18 cards, and yet it's a Legacy game where you'll put stickers and modify the game. I am very excited about that. I am desperate to try it. And I'm very, very happy to report that for the first time ever, I have made contact with Buttonshy, and they're going to start sending me stuff for review, which has never happened in the past. Um, Oh, I see Goblin says, What? Uh, Let's go find it. Uh, Board, all right. Here, come here. Board Game Geek. Uh, what did I just say? Circle the wagons. Right. Come back over to the browser, which gets a circle of the wagons, which then gets us button shy, which then gets us linked games, which then gets us sorted by, not rank, but year released. And we have got... What one is it? It's interesting. They contacted me about this battle crest thing, which I'm sure is kind of fine, but I don't really care about that. Is it Ancient Realm? I think it might be Ancient Realm. Oh, no, these are all 2023s. Numster, where is it? All right, where oh, everything's in 2023. What's all this? T- oh, Advanced Quest, is that it? I think it's Advanced Quest. Oh. It's one of them. Somebody in the in the chat knows, right? Um Button Shy Legacy Game. Uh Yeah, it's just called Legacy. Legacy. There we go. Yeah. And here's somebody already covering it. So I think it's available already. Uh, whoever's this, the, the 18 Cards Challenge. Is that a channel I'm unfamiliar with? Uh, no, that's Buttonshy themselves. It's Legacy Tales. It's a legacy game, folks, from Buttonshy. That I can I must try this. I am so incredibly excited by that. Uh, I, I, I cannot put it into words. But for now, easily, their, their top game has to be Circle the Wagons. It's so brilliant. Okay, what have we got here? Um, Azul Base or Chocolatier? Oh, Chocolatier, just for the subject matter. I I think it does change gameplay in some ways, right? I'm not really quite sure. But really... Neither of them. Azul Queen's Garden is by far the best version of Azul there is. Oh, whoops, I've gone to the wrong thing, and I'm in a mirror, house of mirrors. Let me go back to the full-screen me. There we go. Um, Azul Queen's Garden, above any other form of Azul. But of the two, yeah, I'd take chocolate, just because, well, I'd, I'd rather be making chocolate um, boxes rather than um, tiles in the Alhambra. Not if there's anything wrong with that, too. Let's see. Um, Worst holiday gift I've ever received. I have not received a holiday gift probably in 20 years. Jen said 20 years ago or so, hey, you know what? It is getting to be such a pain in the butt buying you birthday presents and Christmas presents. You're so hard to shop for. I don't know what to get. How do you feel about just stopping? How about you just, we just don't need to do this anymore. I'm like, yes, please. And it's ironic because it was so easy. I had a simple trick. All I ever had to do was just go to a knickknack or an antique shop. And I said, hey, do you have anything made out of bird's eye maple? A hairbrush, a hand mirror, uh, a little curio box, whatever. And they say, yes, here's five of them. And I, okay, I'll buy that one because Jen loves bird's eye maple. It's like our, her favorite form of wood. And she, I mean, she has all the ones I bought her over the years. So it was easy for me, but it was hard for her. So, I'm trying to think of a bad gift. I'm sure I must have been the recipient of bad gifts. I mean, obviously, I've gotten sweaters I don't care about and stuff like that. But nothing really jumps out at me. I think I've been pretty lucky. Up until the time, I just stopped getting gifts whatsoever. I yeah, I genuinely can't think of one. Alrighty. Um, let's see. Best prank someone has done to you. I don't know if I'd call it a prank. And th- there is no way I can capture... Um, how funny this was. But I had a friend, back when I worked at Nintendo as a gameplay counselor, his name was Patrick. And, um, you know, we would sometimes hang out or go do things after. He'd come over when... We, we used to play a lot of Star Control 2 on my old um, uh, 486... Was it an SLC or a DLC uh, PC? that we, we just played that for hours. And uh, sometimes after work, we would go to, um, you know, McDonald's or get food or whatever. And one times. We went to a McDonald's. It was late at night. And I got up to the counter first. And They said, well, what would, you, what would you like to order? And I started doing this. I started doing my whole, oh, I'm a fast talker. I don't know. I just going to do this or that or the other thing. I literally did a whole rotto well, I could do this. Oh, but this thing looks really interesting and delicious. And I'm like, um, you know, and I, and I did that because nobody else was around. And I was just being silly and whatnot. And so I do that for like 20 seconds, just full volume, uh, full on rotto, you know, uh, Um, undecisive shtick. And then I turn to Patrick, who's standing behind me, and say, I don't know, what do you think? And Patrick just takes a step back and says, man, I don't even know you. And, um i just felt like such a freaking idiot because he just totally played it straight It was just perfect and to this day jen and i will still that's one of our in our personal lexicon i don't even man i don't even know you or hey i don't even know you so i mean uh that wherever you are now patrick i have not talked to him for years but uh that had a big impact on me and jen we both really loved that one um because i felt like quite an idiot because all of a sudden it's like oh I'm just a crazy person um, in McDonald's at night when, in fact, it would have made sense if I was doing a, a shtick for my friend, but he, he completely disowned me. That was awesome. Um, let's see. My favorite shape. That's odd. I mean, normally that's like my favorite shape, die. What is my favorite shape? Wow. I don't... I, I do not have the tools to... Uh, what is my favorite shape? I'm inclined to say circle, but that feels a little too easy, right? But yeah, I think a circle. I think I do like circles quite a bit. Uh, And I don't have a good reason. I'm I'm sorry, Goblin. I don't have any good uh, psychological... I don't know what that tells you about me. I do like eggs. All righty. Never going to give you up, never going to let you down, uh, tell a lie, or desert you. Thank you, Bing. And thank you on behalf of everybody else for putting that in all of our heads. Uh, well played. Oh my gosh, yes! That was the greatest prank of all time for people who didn't see it. Okay, if you just got here, you watched how we do this. We make top tens, and um, what happens is we each send our ten to a friend. He turns them into a combined top ten where we don't have any uh, uh, overlaps. And then he sends me Um, all of Ruel's as a bunch of bit.ly links, uh, you know, or tiny URLs. So I can just copy and paste this thing in, but I don't spoil it. I don't know what's coming. And um, a few months ago, he did this, and I don't remember what the topic was, but I uh, go and I paste the link in, and I press enter, and Ruel is talking about whatever game it is, and I'm supposed to put it on screen, and I just started busting up laughing because he sent me a Rickroll. And, um, and I was just like, it was just right there in my face and it just completely destroyed the show. Um, and, uh, I also, we put it on screen and we got demonetized. Thank you very much because I put uh, a Rick Astley video. So we got demonetized for that episode. Say la vie. But no, that was an excellent prank. Good point, Bing. Good memory. Okay. Uh, 42, uh, CSI BU 42. There's gotta be a story there. What do I think about print-and-play games? There are more and more of these on Kickstarter, and I made a short video about finding the source. What's my opinion? I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, this has been going on for quite a while. There's been, like, this this community of print-and-play game makers on BoardGameGeek. They do contests, and they do awards and all this kind of thing, and it's just largely gone unseen by the greater board game geek universe. But two things. One, with the rise of print-and- or, I'm sorry, with the rise of, of popularity of rolling and write, which is so easy. Everybody has dice. All you got to do is print out a single piece of paper and you can play this game. That really took it into overdrive as kind of this like subculture on Board Game Geek. But then, was it last year or maybe the year before, a couple of big name designers, I want to say it was, um, was it Phil Walker Harding? And Matt Dunstan, I don't remember exactly, but they put out a game on Kickstarter called Voyages. They were not the first to do this, where they say, hey, for five bucks, you can get, you can print out our game. We'll send you a PDF. And it was very, very successful. Ruel and I kind of stumbled across it by accident back when we were doing uh, a monthly r and show that was crowdfunding-focused. And we talked about it, and we were both so impressed by the idea. And it really caught on. I think it did like 50 grand or something like that. And I've got all of the maps now. I, played, I haven't played all of them, but I've played most of them. But that Open the floodgates. And now, any given week, there are usually two or three of these games on the market where people are just saying, look, I designed a game all I'm asking for is five bucks, and you know they tend to raise five hundred to thousand dollars, and they they don't expect much. Um, but I love it because it's like it's like a brave new world. It's it's like a total democratization of board game design because anybody can design a roll and write. You know the core principles are so simple and straightforward to put together, and yet the possibility space is so huge. There are things that you can do with roll and write as a genre that you cannot do with any other type of board game because of the sense of permanence and what that means. And I absolutely love that. And I love that anybody with an idea and a dream can probably raise $500 to 1000 bucks by coming up with a cool design, getting some good art, and then putting it on um, Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, and I, you know find the source. They actually contacted me because they said, hey, well, well, could you um, feature us? I mean, there's too many of them for me to cover. I, I'd love to give a shout out to all of them, but there's just too many, and I've got too many other games to cover. But uh, find the source said, "Hey, we would love to get mentioned in the monthly rotto roundup." I said, "Okay, we can do that." And so they got like a really, uh, you know, a a, a a tiny fraction of what I normally charge to do Kickstarter coverage. And I'm like, oh, that was cool, and I really liked it. And they seem to be doing well. I believe they just launched today, didn't they? And it look, it's a sharp. It's probably the most thematic roll and write I have played, and I think it's great because. Anybody with a design dream can make something happen. And it's just conflux of the impact of Kickstarter on board games, which a lot of people think is terrible. I look at it as a way to make dreams come true. And, you know, print and play, through Roll and Write specifically, is just a wonderful um, thing that uh, can, you know, just, again, make things come true. So, I'm a big fan. Right. Okay. Oh, and I'm looking over here, and I see Ruel is good to go. So, let's hit the big button... Right there he is. It uh, looks like he's waiting for you all. So, uh, folks, this looks like... Go and watch, at least for a few minutes, to get the basics of the game, because it looks like a really pretty game. Um, you know, And and this publisher took a real risk trying to launch anything in December, because December is such a dead time. So, um, hey, give some love to Ruel. Check out the game. It looks really sharp. I know every other channel that's covered it when it came out a couple of years ago raved about this game. So unless you hate Pick Up and Deliver or you hate ducks, definitely stick around for this raid, which we are going to launch launch in try to get a drink of water <clears throat> in five four three two one raid go 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 and then let's come over here and see if that worked twitch.tv slash ruel gaviola and um boop let's see here do I see him all right I see him All right, folks, you're in good hands. I'm going to hit the in-stream button. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye.